We're going to start posting each podcast episode that you see on YouTube a week earlier on Patreon. So feel free to join for early access to all episodes. Plus, we're going to start doing bonus podcast episodes every week. So if you want to join Patreon, it's patreon.com slash concrete videos. Next week's episode is already posted there, so feel free to go check it out. Hello, world. Today, my guest is the one and only Larry Lawton. Larry is originally from the Bronx, which is where he got his start in organized crime at the age of 12. From there, he went to become known as the most notorious jewel robber in the history of the United States. He robbed over 15, I think it's 15 or $20 million worth of jewels until he was eventually tracked down by the FBI and hit with four 12-year sentences. Once he was finally released from prison, Larry reformed his ways, and now he helps and inspires young people to stay out of prison and change their life path. It's also worth mentioning he started his own YouTube channel last year, which now already has over 1 million subscribers. Larry has been through a lot of crazy, scary shit, which we get into on this one. This has got to be one of the most fun conversations I've had on this podcast. Please welcome Larry Lawton. All right, we're live. Larry Lawton, thanks for coming, man. Anytime, man. That RV you got is pretty sick. A lot better than the other one that went on fire, uh, which is pretty cool. I mean, if anybody goes to my channel, they'll see the fire. I put a video about the fire. Everyone thought I burned it down because, you know, I burned my pizzeria down. For the insurance money? Well, back in the day when I was a gangster, I burned the whole fucking plaza down. What? Why'd you do that? Well, I was making more money in diamonds and pizza. I said, fuck this shit, and I burned it down. I was going to get insurance, but they ended up not paying. And the uh, they, they investigated me and all that, but they didn't get it, you know. People who know my background know that I was pretty wild back in the day. So for people on, on this show who aren't familiar with your background, give them give them a little bit of the story. You're basically, you're one of, like, the country's most notorious diamond thieves. Well, you know, that the, the, we put thief because it was a word that, that's actually better searched. I was the biggest jewel robber in the country. Okay. Still, I'm known as the biggest jewel robber in the country. I robbed 15 to 18 million. I was hooked up with organized crime. I wouldn't tell on anybody. I ended up going to prison for four 12-year sentences. And then people ask, oh, why did you go for four sentences? Because if I win one on an appeal, I still got to do the time. That's why people go, why does this guy get three life sentences? He can't die three times. No, but if he wins one of those life sentences on appeal, he still got life, mm. so that's how they do that. But I ended up going away in 1996, and I didn't get out till 2007. You guys were all young, yeah. And, and your your sound guy and your, oh, yeah. your guy, he, he was, was still kid. in diapers, yeah. Actually, when I went to prison, he wasn't even born. Uh, no, he wasn't because my daughter was only 18 months, and she was born in 95. And uh, I ended up. I have a great relationship with my kids, but my son was six. I got out, and he was 18. And my daughter was 15 months old, and I got out. She was 13 years old. So, I mean, that's why I do what I do to try to help people and stuff yeah. like that, you know. But I was a bad guy. I I, I, I don't fucking, uh, you know, try to sugarcoat that. I was. Mm. You didn't want to run across me back in my day. I would lay people's arms on curbs and snap them. 
Jesus uh, Christ. I was the kind of guy you didn't want it. But I didn't hurt civilians. We called it civilians. Okay. Only uh, people in the business. Yeah. If you were a drug dealer, you were a bookie, you wanted to be a criminal, you didn't want to fucking run across me. It was that. That's the way I was. Now, of course, you know, as you know me, and I help a lot of people. I, uh, I've, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you only started YouTube a year ago. And it's true. You only started doing YouTube a year ago. A year ago. And you have over a million subscribers on your channel. Your channel's huge. You do you, all kinds of it, really cool videos. And we're, and, we're, and we're actually trying new things, expanding new things. We have now, obviously, the podcast and the TikTok and everything else. Yeah, you're killing it, man. But what we, we did, you know, and we're trying new things. You know, we, we got a great manager in Peter uh, and a great team with my son and Darian and Teresa. Everybody who's there... We want to try new things. So mm -hmm. that's why I try to tell people, try it. It might work. We tried gaming. What the fuck does Larry know about gaming? You know, I didn't grow up with gaming. Yeah. <laughs> but what I did was uh, guys wanted it. My audience wanted it. The, the followers wanted it. And we expanded. And I got into gaming. I, I, I mean, I play it. I'm not good at it by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> right. But, you know, we wanted to try different things. So, But I didn't start what I do a year ago. When I got out of prison, I started Reality Check. And it's a great story on how I started the whole program. I got out of prison after doing 12 years. Okay. 11 straight years. Where did you do your time at? Maximum security prison. I was in Maximum Atlanta. security. Yeah, I was, I was in Atlanta, USP Atlanta. And when I was in Edgefield, I was strapped down naked beaten and tortured by guards and pissed on and spit on by guards because I was fighting the abuses of the prison system. Our prison system's broke. Oh, for sure. And let me tell you, it's the worst fucking prison system in the free world. And people go, what do you mean? I'm not talking about third world countries. I'm talking about France, Italy, Germany, mm -hmm. Spain, Canada. The United States has the worst prison system in the free world. And it's known. And the I, most people in, in prison. Oh, by, by numbers that are we have more people incarcerated than fucking China. Per capita, more people. Not even per capita. Per oh. straight numbers. Really? They got one point fucking three billion people and we have more prisoners than them. Jesus. It's just sick. Well, they people, just straight up they just straight up execute people. Uh -uh. Everybody says that. <laughs> and that's it's not, not true. Just, no, it's not true. Really? What happens is they actually have a higher suicide rate. Oh. Because they dishonor their family. And they'll they'll have suicides or they have mm. different ways. They do certain things. So everybody's thinking, oh, they just kill them in these. And that's not true. I don't know how Iran works or, right. you know, North Korea works. <laughs> yeah. But as far as the pre-war, but I was in prison from 96 to 2007. And I was on Con Air 16 times, that fucking movie. You know, you Did you see. ever see Nick Cage? Yeah, no, nah, he wasn't <laughs> on there with me. <laughs> Damn it. I actually saw Lou Perlman. You remember oh, the back, really? Backstreet Boys and all that? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was the founder of the Backstreet Boys and Insync and all that. Okay, okay. Fat fuck stole all that money from them. Jeez. And and I when I when he was on a plane, I, he was he was I was getting off a plane, the plane, the mm -hmm. plane, and he was getting on it, so to have you off to the sides. And I saw him, and I said, "They're gonna fuck you, Lou. Fuck you." And I was yelling at him, and I'm getting <laughs> yelled at and all that shit. <laughs> Fucking, uh, oh my god. He was god. like all fucking scared. So what course. were you doing? You said you said you were fighting you were fighting the system when you were inside. That's why you got pissed on and you and you got your ass beat by prison guards. What were you doing? Well, you know, the prison system killed three of my friends. 
literally killed three of my friends. One guy had a medical issue and he was having chest pains. This, his arms hurt and goes to medical. They say, get out of here. He ends up going to work. They have what in prison you work, you work. People think you don't work. You work. So he works for what they call CMS, which is like they maintain the prison, you know, mm-hmm. like the plumbers and this. It's called CMS. Yeah. So he works for CMS. The guy who works for a guard tells him, hey, get to medical. You look terrible. This guy, James Archer, a good friend of mine, lived three cells from me. Mm-hmm. I used to play horseshoes. Believe me, they had horseshoes. Wow. They took them off Jeez. the fucking yard quick. Anyway, he goes in there and uh, said, they said, get out of here. You got Maylock. Uh, you got, uh, here's Maylock. You got gas. Mm. He walks into the unit. He looks at myself, another guy named Jimmy Brown. We're looking at TV sets. At the, he walks in the unit and he goes, man, I'm dying. We look at him. He's pale. He sits down. He keels over. We put him in a chair. He keels over and dies right in front of us. What? Leaving the medical. Dies. Now, I don't know if you ever saw a man die. I've seen many people die. The first thing that happens is they, they, whatever's in them comes out. What, they shit all over yeah, themselves? Yeah, shit. Pit, you know, it's just, it, it, you, there's no nerves holding it and whatever yeah. it is. So he died. And uh, we, they're yelling, lockdown, lockdown. You got to run to your cell and all that shit. And when they picked him up, they come with a golf cart down to the unit. They picked it. They were let. Now, my cell was about three cells from the main door on the, on the bottom floor. And I'm looking out. We have windows this big. They fucking, mm-hmm. They're not real windows. You know what I mean? You couldn't right. fit through them, you know? Even you couldn't. You yeah. know, good-shaped guy <laughs> like you. Not no fat fuck like me getting get through that. And... They were laughing. They were thought it was a joke. And they came to every cell in the prison. And they said, oh, you saw him hit his head. I said, fuck you. You killed him. I go off on them. Boom. They throw me in the hole for 11 straight months. I was in the hole for three years out of my 11. In the hole. Is that the same as the shoe? The shoe. Special okay. housing unit. Okay. Whole special housing unit. Okay. Uh, segregation. Just so basically you're in a little concrete box by yourself. Yeah, well, sometimes you're with somebody else. Okay. Most of the time you're with somebody else. It depends okay. on how bad you get, how violent you are, whatever and it you is. you don't There's get to see the light of day ever. Well, you know, they're supposed to, they call it, give you wreck one hour a day. Oh, okay. And when you get wreck, it's in a dog cage, a literally 10 by 20 cage, like a fucking animal. Now, that's when they give you that. They don't always give you that. And they have the greatest line in the world to not give you wreck. For the safe and orderly running of the institution, no wreck today. Mm. Bad and clement weather, no wreck. It's all bullshit. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to fucking give you wreck. Right. So I've been in there. I was there when they didn't give you a fucking shower or anything for three weeks. When I tell you, you don't know how bad you smell. You smell yourself. That's how fucking bad you are. No fucking... I mean, nothing. I mean... It's just disgusting what they do to people. I mean, our system is fucked up. But I was in the hole for three years. And what am I a little fucked up? Absolutely I'm fucked up to a degree. I think I came out of it pretty good. I mean, yeah, somewhat normal, and I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't think people... Obviously, I believe in rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. I'm a different man. When I was younger, I was a wild guy. I never, ever say I didn't belong in prison because I was robbing. I robbed 15, 18 million. I was hooked up with organized crime. I was a violent guy. 
uh, I didn't hurt, like I was telling I never hurt people who weren't in my business. But that doesn't make it right either. You know, I put fear into people. You know, you're robbing a jewelry store. I never hurt somebody during a robbery. Mm-hmm. Never. When I robbed a jewelry store. And I robbed one here in Sarasota. Did you really? Yeah, I robbed all over the fucking state. I robbed over 20-something stores. Wow. And the FBI got me. But anyway, as I'm uh, going to prison, I go, listen, I get caught. It was a big deal when I got caught and all that. So it was mainly in Florida you were robbing? No, no, all up and down the East Coast. Okay. I was known as the biggest uh, jewel robber in the country. Still am. That's where I go on TV a lot on those. And I've been doing that since I got out, actually, of prison. But anyway, so I never complained about prison. Again, I don't believe anybody should be tortured. I don't believe, and I think there should be rehabilitation. Remember, I went to prison at 34 years old. Mm -hmm. I got out at 46. Now I'm 59. I'll be 60 this year. I was born in 1961. I know wow. you're looking at me like, you old fuck, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> and so so is Ryan, right? He's like, you're oh. same age as my dad. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Most, most of the times when I do interviews, oh, <laughs> You look great, well, though, man. They say, is it true they say that most people who go to uh, prisons, especially max prisons, max security prisons, it you have, like, God-level immune system? Uh, you know what? It's cr- y- y- You might be right about that, because... You know, a lot of people tell you, hey, Larry, worry about you with your COVID or worry about mm-hmm. this. I'm not. For whatever reason, I'm not worried. And don't get me wrong. I try to think I'm not going to go to a concert or some shit like right. that. But, yeah, I, I, I don't get sick much. I don't do things. You eat. Listen, you eat fucking garbage. You're around fucking people. I mean, they have it and people get sick and people die all the time right. in prison. But you're right. I, I never heard that. But I think it's. Yeah, you're exposed to, to so much shit. Either you survive or you don't. And when you're exposed to all that shit, it just builds up your immune system and you just become stronger. You know, I do believe there's something to that. You know, I have a bad back, I have different things, but not mm-hmm. like, like that immune system. And trust me, I never had a disease in my life. Right. And how the fuck that happened in life? I have no idea. I was the wildest motherfucking from orgies and this and, you know, you name it, I did it, sexual. How the fuck I got no fucking disease? I don't know. I really don't. It it blows me away. And I never had even the crabs. No? Never the fucking crabs. I was in the military. Damn. I mean, I was in the military. I'm retired military. Okay. I was in the Coast Guard. And I was actually stationed in Cortez, Florida, which is in Bradenton. Yeah. Brand, uh, Bradenton, if you know. Oh, that's yeah. the end I'm of Bradenton and Anna mm-hmm. Maria. I, matter of fact, let, listeners know this. I uh, was the first boat on scene when the bridge collapsed in St. Petersburg. No You weren't even way. around. I didn't. I had those guys on the podcast, two of the rescue divers that pulled all the bodies out I of the water. I was the first one there. I got newspaper clippings of me picking up kids and babies and all the debris. You know, a bus went off. Uh, Greyhound bus went yeah, off yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was crushed. I got picked. I even got the newspapers from 40 years ago and I actually have that. And I'll show it in one day. I was the first <clears throat> boat, Coast Guard Station Cortez, which was our area, was on yeah. this side of the Sunshine Skyway. So we got an alarm goes off and it says, uh, you know, boat hits the bridge. That happened all the time. We go pick a fucking boat, start sinking and we help. You know, that's what we did, right. the Coast Guard. Uh uh-uh. uh, it was the fucking. I think it was the summit venture. Yep, it was the summit venture. Hit the bridge, and I have pictures of the fucking bridge hanging over the front of the summit yep. venture. Mm-hmm. And it was a car, 
on the thing. Dangling I, off the edge. Well, it wasn't dangling. It was on it like that. It wasn't right. dangling. It wasn't actually over the But edge. there was a piece that was, like, facing downward. Like exactly. The audience know. And I, you know, and actually, when we got there, it was eerily quiet because it was fog. And we look up. Holy fuck. And then you see in debris and all this, and of course everything is cold. And, it, and we would. It took them thirty days to raise. Uh, no, that was the Blackthorn. I don't know if you know about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Blackthorn was Coast Guard guys, and one of those guys, you know, what guy went to boot camp with. So that Blackthorn was a, a Coast Guard buoy tender, hundred eighty foot buoy tender, that got hit by the Capricorn. The Capricorn hits the the Coast Guard cutter buoy. They crisscross, and the anchor of the Capricorn flips the Coast Guard boat, and it went down in 90 seconds. And 20, 20 or 23 or 25 sailors died. Really? Coast Guard. And they were entombed in there, in the boat. Oh. And they couldn't lift them up until, of course, the currents. And it, it's, right. it's very tough. I bet the guys on here were divers, I tell you. It's no, very... the, the guys that were on here were DOT divers. So their job was to inspect all the bridges in Florida. Ah, That's what they you. did, and they were the first guy. They claimed they when they first yeah. got there, there was one boat. I think it was, they said it was a Coast Guard boat there when they first got there, and then like Eckerd College sent a bunch of boats out. Oh, uh, we actually <clears throat> on uh, Anna Marie Island is where they had a, a they set up a command center, but the Coast Guard ran that whole operation. Okay, I mean, obviously anything in the waterways the Coast Guard runs. And we did all the search and rescue and then the ops. And then even when they were, like, doing the breeze, we had to set up perimeters and all that for boats and everybody. Right. I got great paper articles. I still got them. I just yeah. looked at them. I have what they call a disaster album. Because I was here for the Coast Guard uh, uh, Bridge, uh, Coast Guard Cutter Blackthorn. Right. Matter of fact, I was just staying on a Skyway Bridge, you know, at a rest stop with mm-hmm. my RV. Mm-hmm. And there's a memorial there. For the Coast Guard cut a black thorn. Really? And I didn't see it. It was nighttime. And, but I'm going to go back there and see it. I saw it, uh, a sign for it. So I, and I do know there was one. Did they move that ship after it sunk? Or did they leave it? Oh, right no, it no, 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 no. They lifted it up. They, you know, well, it's, that's it's, a channel. It's, there's a, there is a, I've dove. I'm a diver too. I dove the Blackthorn. I think the boat's out there. I think oh, they, they might have put it somewhere else. They might have, yeah. I don't know. It's not under the bridge for sure. No, 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 no. no, no it's no, way no. offshore. It's a couple miles. It's oh, like I don't know if they. Do you sure it's the Blackthorn? I'm almost. I'm ninety percent positive. I'm it's gonna the look that one up because the Blackthorn obviously it was. I don't think it is. I'll tell you why. There were people who died in it. They were entombed in it, and I mean they got them out after they wanted this, but they actually suffocated. They didn't drown. There was an airport talking, but they couldn't get to Oh, they got toxic- they- the air toxicity well, or whatever? Well, they died air. Right, No right. air, obviously, you know. Uh, and there were, I think, 13 or 12 cells in the engine room oh. that was sealed. And they could, and they actually wrote stuff on the walls of the Black Thorn, like, you know, I love you, hon, or whatever it was. And it was kind of sad because we were picking those guys up, and you know when yeah. they came up, it, and it took thirty days to lift up the the currents and everything are very bad under that bridge. Oh yeah, and uh, you oh, know yeah. you're a diver. Yeah. Uh, you I've ever, never dove under the Skyway. No, you can't. It's not legally allowed. It's a channel number one. Right. Uh, have you ever dove uh, down in Keys? Oh yeah, all the time. Do so you ever dive in, on the uh, Mer- uh, not numbers? That's Fort Lauderdale. The Dauntless? No, I haven't. I, I haven't done many ship. You dives. have to be a master diver or an advanced diver at <clears> least. <throat> and I was. I was a Naui instructor, and 
because the current is so bad if the it, that you drop down one side of the ship down the line and when you're going down you're looking like a flag and really? if you got shit if you let go of that thing they're gonna pick you up five miles away they literally yeah, they don't stop anything they'll pick you up on a sandbar is what happens Anyway, uh, there's great diving down there, you know. Oh, yeah. And then you and the barracudas. Oh, and all it's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. I did a lot of diving back when I was in the Coast Guard, especially in Hawaii. Yeah. You know, I dove on a Jap Zero that was out there. Uh, you know, then there's what they call the blowholes yep. and stuff. And, and I remember I, growing up around here, especially, we were always, like, watching Jackass. We were big fans of, like, Manny oh. Quigg. Manny Quigg was always, like, a champion commercial free diver, and he would he would enter, enter these big spearfishing tournaments and win them and people were he was competing against scuba divers and he was free diving wow and uh dude wow. he's a madman he made me those tridents over there and now oh, he oh, he, yeah, he yeah. actually hunts fish with tridents and he kills boars with tridents and shit and gators and crazy he's, stuff he's a fucking psycho <laughs> the uh so do you do a lot of diving still yeah not not as much as i used to but i do it as much as i can i do a lot i mainly do a lot of free diving not so much scuba anymore but but yeah i'm always yeah i haven't dove since before the before I went away, okay, and it's just timing, and then you're supposed to go get recertified. It's been so twenty years, yeah. Not that I mean, it's not a big deal. Obviously, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't take rocket scientist to be a diver, uh, but you got to know your shit, especially if you're going to go in currents in certain. Ways. Oh yeah, for sure. Do, you know, we used to do cave diving, yep. where we would take our tanks off and get through the fucking caves. Yeah, I couldn't do it anymore. I'm, I, I became because of prison. I became claustrophobic. Mm. I'm fucking severe claustrophobic. Now, I, I can see there's light there, so I can get out that window. So I'm all right. Or the door. But I fucking, I mean, it's got, it's I can't, like, forget an MRI machine. Mm-hmm. Not even fucking close. They got to knock me out. I mean, literally anesthesia. Yeah, I almost died cave diving, uh, free diving through caves in the Cayman Islands before. I, we used to do this thing where we would dive this ship, um... We would free dive this ship in Grand Cayman, and we would go down. The, the top of the ship was maybe like 20, 10 feet, and the, bo- feet. the bottom like was 20. like 50 feet. Wow, that's deep. Free so diving? We would free dive, and what we would do, we would, we would start at the bow, and we would work our way through the ship, breathing air pockets. I was just going to ask you, it had to be air pockets in there. We would find little air pockets, take a deep breath, <gasps> and then we'd keep going to find another air pocket. Holy, that, that's pretty crazy. That's fucked up, man. It was stupid. We used to go into caves in Hawaii. And the more eels would be, oh yeah, their teeth, oh shit, and I said, well, but we were fearless, man. I was yeah. a young kid; I was in my twenties, man. I didn't give a fuck yep. about anything. And then I, I was a bosun mate. I don't know if you know what that is. That's like no, the guy a... who runs the ship. Okay, uh, I came a boat captain. You know, not a captain like your full of a ship. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you know those rest coast guard boats, those forty-one foot, forty-four foot motorboat. I was the captain of one of those. Oh, and I used sure. to go out and rescue people 50 miles out, 70 miles. We used to have to do shit that the kids today didn't have to. We had to navigate with a sextant if you had to know how. We didn't have to fucking hit a button shit. I mean, you know, we had Loran. Actually, I was in the Coast Guard when Loran A went away. And then it was the Loran C. You don't even know what that is. No, I have no idea. Loran, it was, it, they had these stations all over would shoot singles. And that's oh. how you picked up. Obviously, they didn't have satellite back then. You know, they didn't have all the communication shit. Right. Were, we had actually what they called dead reckoning. You actually, like, if there was someone 50 miles out on the Gulf over here. Yeah. And I've been out 70 miles out there. You know, how do you get there? There's no fucking traffic light. Like, I, when I come to your studio today. Right. Go down, make a right, le- left on Oak, uh, you know, Oak, whatever it is. Go down. You know, GPS is telling me everything. Yep. 
And back then, you know, you can't, they'll give you a coordinates, right? And they'll, they'll give you, a, you know, whatever your latitude and longitude is. And they'll, they'll say, we're here, we're dead in the water, we need help, something, the boat's sinking, whatever it is. Yeah. And you fucking, boom, you put it on a chart, and you have the fucking balls of the wall out there. You don't just get out there. I mean, because if you went that direct line, you would end up 10 miles away and never see him because the currents and the set and drift would take you wherever. Right. So you had to do what they call the, uh, navigation. You had to set, drift, and all this on a chart. And you had to know what you're doing. Today, these kids hit a button. Fucking take me here. Takes them there. But what if it goes? I always tell them, what happens if that breaks? Well, we have a backup. What if that breaks? Now what the fuck you do? Do you know how to fucking navigate by the stars to get, <laughs> to get home? Right. I mean, you go the wrong way, you're done. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who you are. You're going to run out of gas. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm old. <laughs> Maybe I am yeah, too I've never old. Yeah, I've never thought about it. I've never even thought about nah, it. No, it's something I didn't expect. You know, I, I've gotten over, like, I'm easy going now. Yeah. Very easy going. Listen, I've been through too much in my life yeah. to fucking let things really bother me. You know what I mean? Right. It's just something that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, I, we all, everyone gets upset, but not much fucking bothers me. Right. Go on porn, Pornhub or fucking you yeah. porn or something. Have fun. Yeah. And it's over. Exactly, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> who doesn't go on that? I don't know. I don't know anybody who doesn't go on that. Everyone has. I, I don't care who you are, where you've been in life. I, I, I was listening to Howard Stern. Uh huh. I love him. Oh yeah, he's great. And fuck, he talks about fucking you porn and all this shit. He, you know, every, he's he's sixty five. Yep. Who doesn't? If your dick works, you go on fucking you porn. <laughs> Ryan's laughing over there. I'm sure he's on you porn. He said, "You think yeah, he's oh, really yeah, working? Yeah. Oh, dude, he's really he's watching, watching porn right now. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, what he I say. He's See? rubbing one out as we look speak. at his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, where are you originally from? From Brooklyn? Yeah, Bronx and Brooklyn. I was born in the Bronx, and then we moved up in the world, you want to call it. When I got out, I was I was in Brooklyn. And okay. I was, uh, that's where I was really became a gangster. Okay. I was collecting at a card game, and I was, uh, that's where I became very. How did you get into that world? How does somebody enter the. The gangster world, yeah. the organized crime world. Right. Yeah, uh, it's, well, first of all, you're recognized. I When I was 11 and 12 years old, I was doing what they call football tickets. Football tickets is you ever see a, a, a ticket for for gambling? You pick four teams, you put a dollar, and you win ten. Right, right. <laughs> I used to do those back in 1972, 72, 73. I'm born in 61. And I was doing those football tickets, making about $125 a fucking week. Jesus. In 1972. You're like 12 years old? Yeah, yeah, 12 years old doing tickets, football tickets, and making money, going door to door to the teacher. and the. Who taught you how to do that? Well, you, that's where you're going. My dad was in, my dad was on the fringes. My dad was a union guy, and he built the World Trade Center. Really? My dad was the head guy on the World Trade Center. And the World Trade Center is, uh, you know, when, of course, they went down and all that. But I was on the top of, the World Trade Center the two of them, the, tw- the tower, Twin Towers, mm-hmm. were built in 68 to 72. Okay. I was on the roof, when it, the 103rd floor when it was the roof, and the construction workers tied a rope to my brother and I, and we crawled to the edge and looked out 103 stories up. 
I got pictures of that in that on that building. That's crazy. That is fucking fucking. You know, you know, if you drop the penny down, you could kill a person. Oh yeah. I mean, you know. Last week I had a guy on the show who was a firefighter in when they the planes hit the building. One of the first building collapsed on top of him. He survived it. Wow, good for him. (laughs) I I lost some. I lost a friend, not a lot, but yeah. yeah, And I know there's a lot of bars in New York. There's a place called uh, O'Hara's. And you go in that bar, and it's downtown. It's downtown near the Freedom. Now it's called the Freedom Town, mm-hmm. and the Freedom. It's right near there, and it's O'Hara's. People know it on your show who go there mm-hmm. in New York, and it's got all the emblems of so many fire departments from around the world. Yeah, who went to the World Trade Center to help to do things and stuff like that. And it's a great bar. It's a bar. Mm-hmm. It's an Irish right. bar. That's that's a great place. Matter of fact, the new Freedom Town. You know what's in there. <laughs> You know, I have a good memory of the Freedom, the new Freedom Tower. Okay. Great story. You know, I started YouTube a year ago. Uh-huh. You know how I started YouTube? How did you, you start, start YouTube? YouTube? I get called by Vanity Fair. Okay. Now, Vanity Fair, you know who they are, mm-hmm. obviously. How did they know who you were? Well, they, because I'm on TV about the okay. Casey Anthony case. I'm on TV all the time. I did some great fucking shows. Your audience has got to go look at John Oliver. You know who John Oliver is? Oh, yeah. I did a clip with The Daily Show. I've been on The Daily Show three times. I don't know if you saw it. Okay. It's the funniest clip they did that year. It's called, if any audience wants to just Google MBA, mm-hmm. Master's Business, you know, MBA Ethics Oath. MBA Ethics Oath. You'll fucking fall out of your chair watching this. I go on The Daily Show, and I, they build a suit for me. I rip it off, and I yell at these Harvard and MBA students who wouldn't sign an ethics oath. It's fucking hilarious. But I've been on The Daily Show a bunch of times. What would you say to them? What do you mean they wouldn't sign an ethics oath? A legit, these guys from Harvard and yeah. MIT would not sign an ethics oath. Well, for what? Well, for what? ethics, you know, to, like, to be a good businessman. You want to you raise Just it up? A little, little bit, yeah. Okay. yeah like, and you, you, can, know, you can turn this to face it. Okay, good. Yeah, to be a... Uh, you know, have ethics. Right. And they wouldn't sign an oath. So they did this skit with me, and they these kids didn't know who I was. And I was just out of prison. This is, I think it was 2000, maybe nine. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, 2009, I think it was. And I'm out of prison. I get out in August of 2007. And I kept fucking with these guys. I mean, they didn't know who I was. I'm talking to John Oliver and the producer. <clears throat> and we'd stop. And they didn't know who I was. This is all legit. And I said to him, you know, I just might kill one of these motherfuckers, these rich asshole fuck. <laughs> and I'm telling this guy, and they're like, this guy fucking for real? When you watch the clip, you got to watch the clip. Okay. When you watch the clip, look at the time they say, John Oliver says, oh, so you're calling Larry an idiot. They go, oh, no, oh, no. You got to watch the fucking clip. Have your audience. You'll laugh your balls off. Is it on your YouTube channel or no? Uh, It might be. I'm not okay. sure. You can go on <clears throat> MBA Ethics Oath. Okay. Just M- Google. Just Google it. You'll find MBA it. Ethics Oath. All right. You remember, I'll, I'll text it to you. So going back to your early life. Oh, let me tell you about it. No, Vanity Fair. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Vanity Fair. What happened? Well, how I started the YouTube. Oh, okay. Because I get called from Vanity Fair and they say to me, Hey, no, I don't think I've ever told this story the way I'm telling it because this is this is somebody's gonna fucking this is gonna get crazy because they're gonna be calling me. I'll tell you what happened. So I, I get a phone call. Hey, we want you to come and do a video for us, and we can't pay you, but we'll pay your expenses. They do all that. I mean, nice limo, 
room, you know, food, all the bullshit. But I'm going to New York, so it's taking me three days, two, two, three days, whatever you got to do. You're flying, you're up and all that. And they said, we'll give you expenses or whatever. But we can't pay you. But if it works, if we get about 150,000 to 180,000 views, we're going to discuss a contract with you. I said, okay, I'll give it a whirl, right? Um, give it work. a whack. Yeah, I'm doing my, my reality check program, the mm -hmm. one I developed. We'll get to that. But So I'm doing that. I'm working with police departments. I'm working with uh, schools. I'm working with families. I'm trying to help court systems. And I'm struggling. I mean, you know, making a living, but struggling. And so they, I said, sure, I'll do it. I'll discuss it. So I go up there. I do this fucking film. And now this is why I was talking about the World Trade Center. What do they have you do? Well, here's the, remember the Freedom Tower? Yeah. Freedom Tower, the whole 24th floor of the Freedom Tower is Con Ness Travel. Con Ness Travel owns Vanity Fair. Con mm. Ness Travel is the biggest, one of the biggest magazine companies in the country. Okay. In the world. And they own all these fucking magazines, you know. Uh, you'll see the, the high-end boat ones. These, all these fucking things, Vanity Fair, all these shits. So Con Ness Travel owns, I'm telling the whole 24th floor of the new Freedom Tower is all studios. Man, is it fucking set wow. up, man. It, it is fucking awesome. I mean, really, I said, wow, look at this shit. You know, you walk by one fucking studio and it's a kitchen and all this. Yeah. It's a whole the whole 24th floor. So we're in a studio. We, wow. we do a whole video. Take the day. You know how it is when you're doing oh, yeah. production. You work in that yeah. business. So you yeah. know what I mean. So I come back. I get home. Now I have friends in the industry. A good friend of mine, Billy Casera, who, who is Don Hewitt's son-in-law. Owns a very big camera company called Stable Imaging. And Don Hewitt founded 60 Minutes. His daughter is one of my best friends. They're great people. Great people. Wow. And uh, to this day, I go to Fire Island. I don't know if you know Fire Island. You ever hear of Fire Island, New York? Oh, biggest party place in the world. Really? Place out oh, my God. So anyway, we're out there. Uh, but so they, Billy calls me. We talk all the time. He goes, yeah, they can offer you a contract. So in, now, remember, they wanted 150, 150 to 180,000 views. And they mm -hmm. usually judge views to let you know in about two weeks. They don't say how many in a day. Right, right, right. It goes by two weeks, then to a month, and then two months. And that's how they gauge a video. Like, in my videos, when I know, when I get 50,000 views in a day, I know it's going to be a good video. Mm -hmm. and some take never, some take, they run to fucking half a million, a million views. So this video, in two weeks, two and a half weeks, gets a million views. And they wanted 150,000. And I'm watching the views go up. I'm waiting for a fucking phone call. Jesus, when are these fucking people are going to call me? My buddy Billy says, lad, they got to call you. They got the golden egg, you know? Yeah. They figured, man, they're smart. I mean, they know what they're doing. They got fucking Larry, you know? They find, because I did TV shows with Billy. That's how we met. We actually did big film, like, uh, pilots. Okay. So, um, and he says to me, he goes, ah, they're going to call. Never call, never call. Then huh. I get so fucking mad. Now, people are contacting me, finding me. I don't know how. Emailing you. Yeah, yeah everything. Yeah, yeah. I fucking... I had videos. I had videos from being on TV. I opened my own YouTube. I said, fuck them. Didn't even know anything about YouTube. Didn't know what it was. I started working my balls off. And I mean researching, 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 re just me. I have no team, nothing. Right. I start uploading fucking videos. I start uploading videos. That's how my my editor 
who's got himself a hell of a career now, and he's got a really nice one if we cash out. He calls me. He's 20 years old. Now he's got a hell of a resume to kick. Great guy, Darren. Mm-hmm. My people know him. Great editor. Good guy, too. I've already flown him to Florida and stuff like that. But so Darian did work with the Toronto Raptors. Like he won some awards from high school and then he really knows what he's doing. Right. Really graphics and editing. He calls me, he says, Hey, he goes, uh, I see you, you know, have an editor. I'd love to work. I says, yeah, I can't pay you. I said, but if it hits, you're going to be taken care of and we'll work something out and all that. Right. Sure enough, obviously, it hits and all that. So without Vanity Fair's stupidity, I wouldn't have had my YouTube channel. I would just got to deal with them, and that would have been it, and I wouldn't have been Wow. So, uh, but you're going to like that, too. And I'm the past Vanity Fair. They got 2 million subscribers since, since, since 2006. Right. I got a fucking million, almost a million one in fucking a year, year and a month or two, whatever it is. But it's funny because... Did they ever reach back out? Yeah, that's what happens. When we did the filming of that video, and you can, uh, people can look it up online now. Mm-hmm. Just go to Vanity Fair, Larry Lawton. It's got 9 million views, that video. 9 million views. They write me, it's got about 2 million, 3 million, whatever at the point. They write me, they go, oh, without even fucking sending me a bottle of scotch. Not even saying fucking thank you, Larry, we... Disgusted that we can't work with you, but great job. Nothing. Not a fucking thank you. They fucking write me and say, we want you to sign the release for the second video. And I write, now I got my own YouTube channel. Right, right. I write back. And I don't just write back to whoever wrote me. I get on LinkedIn and I find that the CEO, the COO, the CFO, <clears throat> Operation, every fucking buddy you can think in Vanity Fair with a title. I CC them on email. Very professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, I received your email. Not only do you not have permission to post my video, so that's no. I wanted to say how disappointed I was in why you didn't honor your deal and you still owed me $491, blah, blah, blah. They paid that. I get a check in a week for the four hundred ninety-one dollars. What was that for? The travel expenses, it was expenses and stuff okay, like okay. that. I and, and I and but I said, but thank you very much for doing that because you started my YouTube career. Yeah, I, I'm sure my buddy says people were fired. They had to be fired. Oh I mean, they fucked up. You know, it's like it's like you know, you got something in front of you. And you see it work. There's numbers are there. I mean, right. no, you know numbers. Numbers right. don't lie. And now it's got 9.1 million views, I think it is. Some crazy number. And it's, but they could have had that on how many videos. I was going to do a deal with them, and they could have made a ton of money. I was going to accept the deal. Good money, but I was right. going to accept the deal. What the hell? I do videos, whatever. Yeah. But now I got this going, and I love it because the voice gives me an opportunity to help more people. Right to do do more with a lot of people, and I think that's important. And and it's funny because we started that conversation. Everybody who knows me on my channel, they go, oh, he's fucking all over the place. That's Larry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's you know things come in your head. That's what makes you so great. Well, it comes in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah, you for know, sure. Things hit you. Go, oh fuck yeah, yeah. Just fucking ask it. Mm-hmm. If I can ask, tell you, yeah. just do it because you're gonna forget about it anyway. Right. And, and, and then you go, what the fuck was that? Right. Trust me, when you get older, it'll be worse. Yeah. 
But it, it, so I look at it like, listen, it is what it is. We're going to get to the point. We're going to yep. get where we're going, yep. whether it's my old career as a gangster, whether it's how I started Reality Check. Right. You know, and that's a great story. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I started Reality Check, which is a very, no, it's got the highest success rate of any program in the country. What is it? I built, when I got out of prison, guy comes up to me, golfer says, hey, Larry, I need a favor. I said, fuck you. You want me to break somebody's legs? I just got out of fucking prison. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. He says, no, no, no. He goes, I caught my 16-year-old smoking weed. And he said, fuck you, dad. Where have you been? Now, I smoke weed. I'm a, I'm a believer in all drugs. Right. Just if you commit a crime to do them. Right. That's what you should be held accountable. But what you do in your own house, Dan, I don't give a fuck what you do. Not hurting anybody. What you do in your own house is your business. Right. Nobody should ever fucking judge you or talk. You know, right. that's not what I believe in. That's why I'm a libertarian now. Right. But anyway, uh, so uh, he, he said, I said, your son told you where the fuck you meant. I'll talk to your son. You want to talk about having the stars aligned. I have pictures of me in prison with gangsters, fucking murderers, fucking... Gang members, everything, you know, friends. And you you can't do that anymore. So it was just the timing was perfect. Back when I was in, you could take those pictures. Uh-huh. Can't do that today. So I take these pictures over to the kid. Now nah, he's a big kid, but I'm a pretty big guy. I yeah. can be uh, intimidating if you want to right. understand that. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So I sit down to the kid and I said, I only use two curse words. I said... You told your father where the fuck he's been? Let me show you where the fuck I just came from. Kid looked at me. I started, I don't believe in, that. first of all, that's a great story too. I don't believe in scared straight. Doesn't work. Because if I yelled at you, you'd look at me and say, who the fuck is this idiot? Right. Fucking shut down and I got to get out of here. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, let him fuck it. You never understand me. But if I told you a story about a kid who got his anus cut from the top of his ass to his balls Ugh. and raped and fucking seminal fluid was found in there. And I read the articles and heard the screams. You will never forget that. You probably won't now or, or audience, but I tell the whole exact story. But anyway, I, so I started telling the kids stories and showing them the pictures. I was there for about an hour and a half, whatever it was. I, I'm just out of prison. And the father's a golfer. I'm a golfer. And you play golf? Yeah. Do you? Yes, man. Oh, let's, let's go. Play, let's go play golf after this, man. Oh, let's go I play would. nine holes. If I didn't have my golf clubs, I, oh, now oh. I know you here. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, you I used to go. be very good. I used to be a three. Now, okay. I'm, now I'm about, about a 10, 12. Yeah, I suck. I'm, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not good. I can so gauze and drink. Exactly. Oh, you're in. We're playing golf. We're golfing. We're playing golf. Definitely. And now I have another reason to come Oh, back. hell yeah, man. Oh, I love it. And so we're sitting there and... Uh, uh, I talk to the kid. I go out to the gazebo. The guy's a golf pro. And he says to me, he goes, I appreciate it, whatever. And gives me money. Gives me 100 bucks. I said, man, he goes, I know you just got out of prison, whatever. Gives me 100 bucks. Calls me two weeks later. Now, you know I got my law degree from prison. Now, I have the credits to be a lawyer. I don't have the degree right. because I'm a convicted felon. Right. But I'm a licensed paralegal. I did law for 10 years in prison. So when I get out, I was going to go work with a couple of law firms, easily do it. Now, did you do that to, did you help out a lot of other prisoners in there? Oh, all the time. Every day. I hear, like, is that- Jailhouse lawyers, you call them. Jailhouse lawyers. Is the reason that 
I've heard that the reason a lot of people do that is so they can have some sort of value to the, to other people in there, so people won't fuck with them. Obviously, well, I mean, you might not have been worried about that, but I no, know. No, no, I understand what you're saying. Uh, you know, do they do it as protection? No, mo- yeah, most people do. The guys who I know who do it, and I have a very good friend of mine who does one of the best in the country, Paul Tolini, and uh, I just did a video with him, and he got two guys out with life sentences in the last month. Damn. With life sentences. Guy's the best. And, you know, it's about writing and how to do it. We mm-hmm. understand the laws and the courts. Most of us do it for the right reasons. Yeah, you'll get some of it, but they're, they're idiots. Then they, they get exposed for not mm-hmm. being good at what they do. you got to love the law, and you got to love doing it to live in that law library and stuff. I used to fight the system. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, that's when I told you. I went crazy in the yeah. hole and all that. But anyway, so uh, the kid, uh, the law, the uh, father says, calls me two weeks later he goes Larry I don't know what you did he goes forget your law forget anything you got to work with kids my kid said dad I don't want to go where that guy with Mr. Lawton went I need help I need help 16 years kids great dad I was 12 years 13 years ago kids 30 married college degree everything wow and he goes can I give your name out sure People give me a hundred bucks to talk to their kid. I said, fuck, this is great, man. What the <laughs> fuck? And I'm out. I, but I loved it because you're helping somebody. Right. I always love to help people. And so as I'm doing that, I get a phone call from a lady named Jean Bandish. She's from the juvenile court coordinator in Brevard County. And she says, hey, Mr. Lawton, uh, Judge Reimer would like to see you. I ain't going to see no fucking judge. <laughs> She goes, no, no, she wants it. I said, I don't give a fuck. You got a warrant? You got a, right, you don't right. got a warrant. I ain't seen a fucking, I know right. the law. Yeah. She goes, no, 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 no. She wants to know what you do. I said, listen, I ain't doing anything illegal. I'm fucking helping people. I don't want, no, that's what she wants to know. I still don't want to go in a courthouse. Who fucking wants to go to a courthouse? Right. She convinces me that they just want to talk to me about the program, and I go in there on a Friday. So Friday comes, I go in there. I don't even know how to fucking work a computer. I don't know shit. Now I'm pretty tech, but I didn't know anything. I, my nephew, who's since passed, he shows me how to do a PowerPoint. Helps me put a PowerPoint. I don't know, 10-slide, 15-slide PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck uses PowerPoints now? I don't yeah. know. But anyway, it's a PowerPoint. And I go in there, and I show him everything. And the judge goes, oh, thank you. Would you like to stay for the rest of the meeting? I said, no. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I'm in a, I don't feel good, man. I'm in a fucking judge's chambers. And every time I'm in front of a fucking judge, I'm going to prison. You spent 12 year, 11 fucking, years in prison. Right, 11 straight, 12-year sentences, four 12-year sentences, 11 of, they ran them concurrent. Anyway, and that's how the 11 years. So I'm sitting there, and I leave. This is a Friday. I get a phone call Monday morning. Jean says, hey, Mr. Lawton, how you doing? Yeah, good. She goes, I just want to let you know Judge Ryman sentenced two people to your program. What fucking program? What do you mean? She goes, your program, you know, you talked about. It was a fucking idea in my head. I ended up developing the number one program that's been recognized on the floor of the United States Congress in the country, a four-part program that I still have right now. Anybody can go on my website. I sell it $35 or some shit. You know, I don't even try to get people a lot of money or anything. Just enough to fucking keep the internet shit going. Right, right. And it's a four-part program based on my life, what prison is really like, what you're going to lose, and avoiding and dissolving bad associations. A four-part program. I developed it. 
In fact, I'm the only ex-con in the United States who's an honorary cop. Really? Only man in the country. I was sworn in in Lake St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm no cop lover. Let me get that straight. Cops know me. Yeah. I'm, I support good cops. Right. These fucking cops that harass and got bully complexes and all the bullshit or hit you for pot or bullshit drug, that crap. That, get out of the car. I smell something. They want to find bu- it's bullshit. That's not what America should be about. No. Do I want a cop when my house is being broken in? Absolutely. Yep. 911, help me. That's what you bet. Don't stop me for some bullshit. I even came up with a couple of policies that I don't think cops should ever be allowed to stop you for anything that's non-life-threatening. Meaning, if you're going 100 miles an hour down the street, yeah, you're going to hurt somebody. But if you're going five miles an hour over the limit, you want to give me a ticket? Give me a ticket. They can take your license plate with the car car, uh, camera. Right. Send me a ticket. If you make a right turn and don't put your single light on, they shouldn't stop you. Right. They should give you, if they want to, they could take a picture, boom, give you a ticket. Because mm-hmm. once they stop you, everything happens. You are you might have a little pot in the car or some shit. Oh, fuck, what do I do? Oh, am I going to run? I'm, di- I'm not saying you, somebody, you know what I mean? It could and, once be- you're, and once you're in the system, for one thing, it's a vicious cycle. You could, It's so hard to escape it oh. because they have you. These Oh, this guy's already been busted for this, 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 and this. We're fucking nailing this guy. You're 100% right, man. You are 100%. And, and it's wrong. You know, they can look you up. They can do everything from your plate. And if you're a fucking, you know, convicted felon and all that. Or, you know, not even convicted. I don't care. I mean, you know, right. wanted is what I meant. Right. Uh, they shouldn't just fucking have the. That's where even cops I got convinced now. I have a lot of cops. Because I deal with good cops. Mm-hmm. Go on my channel. There's a chief of police where we live. I love him. But then there's a sheriff where we is a fucking idiot. <laughs> he really is. I don't give yeah. a fuck about him. He's an idiot. Fucking, he's an egomaniac. He's a fucking nut. He's is it Brevard, nut. Brevard County or? Yeah, Brevard County Sheriff. He's whack, man. He's he's so about himself. He's such a, he's his I head. Remember, I remember his seeing head him can't in the get news. through that fucking door. Yeah, he comes up with the wheel of fucking fugitive. Yeah. He comes up with fucking fishing for justice with Wayne Ivy and fucking they go. And these people, you know what the people fucking did? Violation of probation. Bad check writing. So they put you on TV to really make you look like a jerk off. Is that really necessary? Mm. And then you get hardcore. Oh, but he's a criminal. Oh, how many... You know, they did a study. Did you know the average person breaks the law three times a day? Hmm. I'm not surprised. I did it. Come walking across the street. (laughs) Yeah, jaywalking. Jaywalking. (laughs) So uh, my point is, at what point are we part of the community? See, cops should belong. I'm, I, like I said, I support good cops. Police reform and prison reform are my specialty. In police reforms, <clears throat> cops should be part of your community. Right. And if I have a kid that's so fucked up and they need Larry's help or his help, it's, I don't give a fuck if you go in that house and you find fucking coke or pills or whatever. Don't arrest them. I didn't call you to arrest my kid. I called you to help my kid. Oh, but he's breaking the law, or or that's the only way. No, it's not. We could try a lot better ways than what you just said. Give him right. a record. Yeah, it's a the law thing. Situation. It's become to like now in the country. It's almost just like this mentality of us versus them. I, I, I talk about that every day, Dan. Yeah. Us against them. You got to break down that us against them mentality. Yeah. Imagine I was thinking about it the other night. I was like, imagine if we didn't have cops, if we didn't have law enforcement. What would what would you do? Well, you would want to have as many friends as possible 
and you would want to have the weak weak people would obviously want to become friends with stronger people and you would want to be able to be protected you would want to feel you have to have that sense of of security or protection i'm just like in a, in a hypothetical world where yeah, there's no cops yeah but they had that there, but they had that they could have roman times uh-huh they had the king and he had his men and they enforced whatever they wanted cuz they were the strong or whatever on mm-hmm. the weak or whatever and even back in the old days of the United States in the 1700s, and they had they had a guy, sheriffs in the 1800s and stuff that would, yeah. and they were usually criminals or drunks or just the fastest guy with the gun, right. you know, whatever, right. how it worked. <clears throat> but what has happened is they've gotten so much power, cops, that a lot of them can't handle it. Now- Again, there's great cops out there right. that want to do the right thing, want to help the neighbor, want to get the... I don't want... Listen, everyone thinks, Larry, you're an ex-criminal shit and you were a bad guy. I don't want the... I often then tell people, listen to me. I was in prison. We had... In Atlanta, we had 2,000 inmates. 880 had life. Think of this. 200 of those, 250, fight their case legally. 450 find a lover and they live their life. They go to Unicorn, whatever the fuck they get to. Great. And 200 are fucking psychopaths. Really? When I say psychopaths, never belong being out on the street again. Ever. What? I don't want that guy living next to you. Can you define what it may, what it takes for a person to be a psychopath? What characteristics? How do you tell? Zero empathy. Zero compassion will cut your fucking head off and go to sleep. I know a guy who stabbed the guy, his cellmate, and went back to bed. Killed him. And went to sleep. There's another guy who cut a guy's head off in prison with a shank. These two inmates and another inmate, poor guy only had a 10-year sentence and he was getting out. Mm. He's a bank robber. They were in a cell. They put three in a cell. They put three guys in a cell. They cut him open. These two guys had life. They cut him open. They took his intestines out, and they wrapped his intestines around the door. I consider that a psychopath. Is this the prison that you were in? Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. I consider that psychopaths. Now, you could look them up. You could look these incidents yeah. up. They're, they're very easy. I, what I talk about, I always tell people, you don't even have to fucking believe me. I lived it. Go look it up. Yeah. And, you, and you'll be able to Google it. Yeah. So the the violent level now that now again, what do you uh, going back to the psychopaths? What, <laughs> how does someone become that? How do you, I, think, I do you think they're born with that? How do you think that's it's like childhood trauma? Well, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. I think what happens is, you know, I hate to say this, I I think I could become a psychopath if I lived in it. I don't know. Maybe if you I did can. what? If I if, if I. If if I lived in that environment long enough, or uh, I don't know, maybe I couldn't. Maybe I couldn't because I, there's something deep fucking seated. Yeah, I always, even when I was a criminal, I used to give money to people, and I I, I cared about people. Always did. Mm-hmm. Always had a heart. Right. You know, I often talk to parents. You know, and, and I do a lot with parents and families, and I and they'll ask me, you know, I want to talk to the kid. Once I find out certain questions. You know, he hates his parents, he hates his sister. But you find out he loves cats or loves dogs or something. He's got, he's savable. He's got that compassion. He's got that empathy in him. Now, you got to get it out. Mm -hmm. You got to direct it. 
But then you get the really psychos, maybe, you know, like you said, for whatever reason. There's no one's home. Nobody's home. I'm telling you, I've seen their eyes, their black eyes. And and what you can almost see in this, oh, there's nothing. It's fucking dark. And those people, I, I've ate with them, talked with them, hung out with them. <laughs> and you don't think I ever trusted them? Not for a fucking second. I don't want that guy cutting out living next to you. So I'm not a bleeding heart. Everybody gets out of prison. It has to be, you know, the right people. But we have too many people in prison who do change. You take myself. And I often tell young people, when you're 20, Ryan, yeah, <laughs> you think you know it all. I'm not knocking. I love him. Then you hit 30, and you say, fuck, I, I didn't know shit at 20. When you hit 40, it's going to be, fuck, I didn't know shit at 30. When you hit 50, you're going to say, am I ever going to fucking learn anything? <laughs> I'm going to hit 60, and I'm learning every day. Yeah. Because you change. You change your views. You change your things. And I'm, I'm, I'm a very, I am a very, uh, I guess, I'm very socially liberal. Very socially liberal. Uh, and somewhat fiscally conservative. I still don't care what, no matter what, no person in this country should have to eat cat food. I don't give a fuck what she did wrong or her husband left her and they didn't put enough and she stole. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Nobody should eat cat food in this country. Right. Or any country. We should be able to feed people. And I don't care how that has to happen. But I don't believe we should just give money, just give money for lazy people. I'm not lazy. Right. You're not lazy, obviously. And, and I think uh, we need to... That's my views. That's why I'm a libertarian. But I believe... I think all drugs should be legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've done the experiments now in or now in Oregon. You know, drugs are now oh, yeah. decriminalized. Did you know Mushroom, LSD and mushrooms and stuff in DC is legalized, yeah. and it should be. You're not gonna hurt. I mean, who, what are you gonna do? Who, who are you it, gonna hurt? It, it, you get you drink a fucking fifth of vodka and go drive down the street, but you can't eat a magic mushroom. Absolutely. See, my point is, if you commit a crime to get the drug, that you right. should be held accountable. Right. If you're robbing somebody, do be held accountable. But what you do in your own hand, I often tell people, you want to go in your fucking bedroom, jack off in the corner up against it, have fun, do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want to do. It's your house, your place. You shouldn't infringe on other people's, mm-hmm. but do what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what freedom is. That's yeah. true freedom. And we don't have it right now. We don't have it. A lot of people, oh, we live in the freest country in the world. Wait a minute. 96 countries, not, uh, 196 countries have freedom. Total freedom. Much as us. So it's not, do, do I love America? Absolutely. And then but, again, going back to 196 countries have freedom, but we have more people locked up than any other country in the so world. Exactly. So exactly. So free what, are how we? free are we? And at what, at what degree are we overstepping our bounds as a country? Yes, yeah. we need government. Yes, we need uh, roads fixed. And, you know, the government was originally formed, and I'm a history nut, was especially like the Navy and the military and the Coast Guard was actually the first service ever out, is because we wanted to protect waterways and we wanted to protect free trade. That's a, that's a government function. We want to defend ourselves against another country. That's mm-hmm. what we need. Mm-hmm. But we don't need government in your business. You know, like the sheriff who wants to show these fucking people who wrote a bad check and now they're fucking the biggest villain and they're on Wheel of Fugitive and Wheel of whatever the fuck he calls yeah. it. That's such a degrading thing. How much fucking things did he do wrong, that guy? Right. If he really wants to be honest with himself. Now, I'm not saying you can't get going to get him. But you don't got to humiliate them 
on a fucking bullshit wheel of thing. Now, if the guy's a murderer, a right. fucking you want help getting a murderer that's yeah. killed a fucking kid, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, there's crimes that we, we should all be pissed at. What happened at the Capitol? Right. Fucking treason. Right. I don't, I don't care what people, Trumpers or whatever the fuck they are, I don't give a shit. That was fucking treason. That that was, I, I'm, I, it's beyond words for me. I listened to Howard Stern today go off. Really? Oh, what was he saying about fucking, it? Fucking, thinks he's fucking nuts. People should be in jail, prison, oh, yeah. all this. Said they're brainwashed. And they are. It's fucking crazy. Scary it's as fucking fuck. scary crazy. And, and those are the things that, that we should be here uh, pissed at. Yeah. And we should be pissed at a murderer. Or me. I was a fucking criminal. I'm being honest. I was a robber. I was not good. I belonged in prison. Did I belong to be strapped down naked, a guy take his dick out and pee on my face? Without me wanting it. No. <laughs> yeah. my, <laughs> I'm joking. You know, my point is, it's wrong. I mean, I was wrong then. And, yeah. and, and, and. and those are the crimes that should be held accountable and go to prison. Yes, the guy wrote the check right and the credit. They're wrong. But do they need to be humiliated on a wheel of future, fugitive, ju- violation of probation? What was his probation? You find out he fucking, he fucking got six-month probation for fucking... Driving on a suspended license. I, I was just going to say that. <laughs> you know, multiple. Drive, but now he's on the wheel of fugitive. Do we really need to fucking goddamn humiliate people? I don't believe so. Now, he's such a good politician as a sheriff, and I give him that. You know, but he he only fucking talks to the people. You know, the old people. He scares them. And all right, that. right. He right. could never get to you. Fear mongering. Yeah, he can't get to a guy like you, as an independent thinker mm-hmm. who looks through him, or or Ryan, or people young. They yeah. look at him like, who the fuck are you? You know, right. I know. They tell me in my class. Right, right, right. You know, fuck that guy's the biggest dick. I, I, listen, I know the guy. And he did, he doesn't want to help the jail. No. You know what he did for years in the jail? I don't know if they still do it. Hmm. They didn't give women tampons. Really? How would you like to have a daughter or a wife or a girl or anybody? And she's on a period. And they and, and they don't give them something to help themselves. I, I it, it blows my mind away. How you can go home at night. And say, oh, I did a great job. It's barbaric, man. It's barbaric. It's, there's, fucking it's not barbaric. designed to help anybody. It's not. None. There's None. No, you, know what his, you know what his line is? I want my jail to be the toughest jail. And that's not what fucking it's for. It should be for rehabilitation. Right. Well, yeah. And they and and to hold violent people. Jails, we, we fucked it up. And going out there in the public and just saying we need to be tough. We need to get the criminals off the street and branding them branding them as these criminals to the public it just makes people especially older people who are who are more vulnerable to the media or to advertising or whatever who have less lesser bullshit detectors than we do oh my god yeah they they just everybody talks about young people right you know my age i love young people yeah (laughs) i think you guys are fucking smarter i think you guys are more informed i think you have greater views than we ever did and I'm happy about the way it is going with the young people because I'm only here to give you my experience, whether it's whatever. I I help young people because there's one thing you can't. You're smarter than me. You got you, you know how to do a lot of things. Yeah, I know. I have a good <laughs> IQ. I, yeah. I, but it's not that. My point is I have experience. 
in a place you don't want to go. Right. I've experienced because I, I went through life. I often tell young people, I say, you're 30, Ryan's 20. You're not smarter than him, but you're more experienced than him. That's what you are. And now you get a guy who's 40 years old, he's been in your business, whatever, TV business. He's going to say, well, that guy's not smart, but he's got more experience than me. So you're going to listen. Mm-hmm. Older people got to know that. You know, most older people, let me tell you a great story about young people, old people. I'm on a, I was on a board with the Department of Justice up in New York, uh, Washington, D.C. And at the time, I think I had a BlackBerry or whatever it was. And I'm new, but I'm working with kids a lot. So I know a lot about young people, kids. I say young people, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years old. So we're at a big, big conference room. And one of the people up there says, ah, some of these kids we got to give up on. What? I stand up. Now, I can get pretty, you know, I stand up. I take my phone. I slam it on the desk. Everybody looks, oh, fuck, this guy's crazy or whatever. I go, who in this room can program their phone quicker than their 16-year-old kid? They all were silent. I said, you know what? Larry gets the phone, opens the book. Hits button one, opens the book, hits. I get there. Do you know what my daughter does? She takes the phone, starts playing with it, reboots it, plays with it, reboots it, plays with it, reboots it. Here, Daddy, it's done. She did it quicker than me. What does that show us? They all look. I said, they learn differently than us. And sometimes it's better than us. And when we as adults don't listen and just think it's our way or the fucking highway, we're wrong and until we get out of that fucking space we'll never better this country or better the young people and i'm big on that i love working with my the reason and i believe this my channel has grown so quickly and we were the fastest growing channel on youtube the reason is because i have experience with my partner uh my manager peter Mm -hmm. genius then i got my son who's 30 31 and I got Darian, who's 20 or 21. I listen to them. Now, are they always right? No, and I make my decisions from there. Uh, for other reasons, for experience reasons or business reasons or whatever it is. But I listen to them. When they say to me, like, I remember, you know, I started my YouTube channel with an iPhone. Really? With a fucking iPhone. <laughs> nothing else. Literally nothing else. Then I bought a $30 fucking tripod and a fucking thing. That's all I started with. Do you film the videos on your phone? It, my bet. Not not now. Yeah. Uh, I do. I actually sometimes do three, four camera shoots and whatever, and I use them still. I've done this with mega TV companies, iPhones. You know, yeah. This is the 11 Pro Max because they're the front cameras. So oh, good. yeah. The front camera is amazing. That's why I did it. But my, So <clears throat> Darian and my son, I had flew them in. We had a meeting and all that kind of stuff. And they said to me, sit down. I still had the iPhone. And I don't know, six months ago, eight months or whatever it was, they go, my son says, Pop, Darren goes, he goes, got to get better cameras. <laughs> and to this day, I look at the same video, I can't pick it out. But I guarantee you could, and I guarantee Ryan could. That's funny. Guarantee it. You guys are in a good space because of your ages, and you just got to follow that. You know, get your get your uh, older guy maybe or whatever. But you guys are in a good space because you know what your audience. First, mm-hmm. once you know who your audience. My audience is young, so. Mm-hmm. But I didn't notice it. I still don't. 
But we got good cameras now. I got, you know, the cameras, lighting, right. all the bullshit right. that we all need. But, you know, they're on me, and I got another one here, and then I'll put this one, another sound. We're still upgrade. We're always doing little things. I don't even know it. That's great, man. But I listen to them. Yeah, you surround yourself with smart people that know what they're doing. So I'm surrounding myself, and, and with the age. Yeah. You know, that's why I'm very happy the way this country's going. People aren't, oh, it's fucking going. At Bullshit. What the fuck is wrong with it? Tell me. Because they are independent thinkers and they don't want war and they want legalized drugs. Okay, why not? I often, when when, when they start that shit, and I love this, well, it's going to be anarchy in the streets. Oh, really? Go to look at Switzerland. Go look at Norway. They're all mm-hmm. fucking legalized everything. Right. Recidivism went down, up, you know, no lower recidivism, lower crime rates, yeah. lower addiction rates. Saving money. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. It's big money is fighting it. Prison system, the private prison system, they're fighting it. Fucking people, law enforcement, you know why they fight it? Because they get money for it. Right. They get fucking tons of money to fucking have drug task force and tank fucking task force. It's bullshit. That's military in our streets. Law enforcement should be Andy fucking Griffin. What do you think? You know Andy Griffin? Remember <laughs> oh, Mayberry yeah, yeah. fucking RFD? With fucking Barney? You're too young. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. I missed out on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. you uh, what, Barney what, Fife. Uh, well, what do you think, though, is the solution to, to all this team mentality, tribalism, you know, this team, red, red versus blue? I mean, that's obviously the cause of, you know, all the angst right now everywhere. I'll, what I'll do you tell think you what, the answer I, is? I will give you that right answer in, in it took me, and I'll be honest, it took me, I interviewed, and I think you should have him on your show, I interviewed the president of the Libertarian Party of Florida. What was his name? Steve Nicala is how oh, you pronounce okay, it. Yeah. Great guy. Smart. Young. 26. Really? Yeah, his family owns the Island Grill and eight Wendy's and all this stuff. And uh, great guy. And I'll tell you why he's a great guy, because he's a visionary speaks well and the views of the libertarian party i didn't really know now i was always socially liberal fiscally somewhat physically conservative and when he went over the whole libertarian party and what they were and i had him on went i was in the keys mm-hmm. blew me away and then i started researching it then i spoke that they wanted me to speak it then they're what a big event the state of florida and that you know annual event i was one of the guest speakers and I liked him because I, I I told him, I said, you know I'm going to fucking blast everybody. He goes, Larry, I know your channel. Blast whatever you want. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't restrict me in any way. Didn't even ask me what I was going to speak about. I said, do what you want. That's liberty. That's why I like him. Mm. When you ask what's the answer, I think the two-party system sucks. Yeah. Because definitely. they're putting you in a box, you know, I don't know what your political affiliation don't care. Your views is what counts. Right. Now, you should should have views that represent you. Now, of course, you're not going to get every single everything of what you want. But there's things in the Republican Party I can't stand. Mm -hmm. And there's things in the Democrat I'm not more okay, but not, you know. I'm the same as you. And and I think we need to... uh, uh, Get away from... I think another third party's coming because of you, because of Ryan, because the young people are growing up with more open minds. And I think, you know, they say this. The Republican Party has fucked up because 
they don't believe in the listen the browning of america is here love it we have more inclusive than ever i have no prejudices in me zero i just don't have them mm -hmm. it's not in my my makeup the one blessings my parents gave me i grew up in a melting pot yeah we didn't give a fuck you black white spanish chinese a martian if you lived on our <laughs> block you were good if you didn't, what you block, were no what fucking block good. was that? In the Bronx. Okay, yeah, yeah. If you lived in that area, oh, you were yeah. good. If you didn't, you were no fucking good. I mean, it was just the way we lived. Right. So we didn't have those specific, oh, he's black or he's That's white. That's a lot of people from that area too, right? Are, they feel the same way as you? Yeah, see, yeah. And a lot of New Yorkers aren't prejudiced at no. all. Because they, they live in their melting pot. Right. And, you know, uh, I understand it, you know, growing up in it, but I'm hoping younger people, even when their parents were fucked up, and they are, some are, doesn't, don't hate it, but they just grew up that way. But you have that open mind, younger people. And I think what's happened with the Republican Party, they're not inclusive enough. Obviously, they don't, they, you know, every, it's, it, obviously, abortion issues and, uh, and religious issues. And if you're not a fucking Christian, you don't want to fucking hail the flag or whatever. The fuck. Stop it. That doesn't make us who we are. What makes us who we are is how we treat people and how we, are represented around the world and stuff. Mm -hmm. Not what you fucking... I don't give a fuck what people pray to or what they do. That's their own business, right, man. Right. Everybody should have their own, own fucking uh, say. That's freedom, and that's liberty, right. man. But they want to say, no, we're free, 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 but you have to fucking do the fucking Pledge of Allegiance. No, you don't. Do you want to? I yeah. do, but it's... I, I don't... If someone don't want to, Good. The guy wants to kneel for the fucking national. Have fucking kneel. What do I give a fuck what you right, do? Right. I mean, it does. Oh, that's the biggest. If that's your biggest fucking worry God in this damn, world, that pisses so many people off. And if that bothers you in this world, you got some fucking issues. That's what bothers you. Oh, I'll fucking forefathers fought with a flag. Yeah, right. To do that. Right. To do that. Hitler didn't let you do that. <laughs> Will fucking let you do that. That's what the fucking, I don't get it, man. But anyway, I, I think, and, and then the Democrats, they want to oh, give every fucking thing in the world away to anybody who wants. Free college, free this. Free. Well, who's paying for it? I mean, yeah. well, are we going to take over the world so we got all the fucking money and oil and everything? No. The education thing I can I can relate to. I, I think, I do think that the education thing makes sense. because you To want, a degree. You want smarter people, right? That, that's the whole thing. You want less losers in your country. I agree, country, if right? you do, but, but they have to have it make worth something. And let me tell you what I mean. Right. When I was doing my program with the court system, it's in the courts, one judge said something. He goes, no, Larry. He goes, you got to charge for that more. I go, why? He goes, it's got to be worth something. Otherwise, they won't understand it. They'll just think, ah, that's another fucking thing I had to do. If you make education totally free, mm -hmm. totally free. Now, here's my agree. You want to go to military? You want to serve the country? You want? I don't give a fuck if it's in the... Uh, if, you, if you want the government to pay for your education, mm -hmm. you should have to serve in a voluntary organization for a year. Mm. Two years or whatever number. Like, you know, if you go to Israel, I'm not Jewish, but I know the countries. If you mm. go to Israel, everybody in that country has to serve in the military for two years. Hmm. Everybody. Two years. That's given them a national thing or whatever they get paid for other than that. But I'm talking about, like you said, with education. I love it. 
I do believe in giving free agent. First of all, obviously, if you have the brain power, I just don't want to be able to maintain a certain like a certain sort of work ethic and uh, a certain amount yes. of grades. You can't just be failing through college and get it for free. That's what you I mean. You have to be a go-getter and you have to be able to want have a goal. Be like, I want to achieve this and you have to... And and it, my thing, if... it Or they have a couple of things. If you work for the government, mm-hmm. you know, in, let's say, the Department of Environmental, if you work there for five years, no, no bill. Right. You know, you have to have something to make it worth it. Right. Otherwise, like you said, people are just gonna. Well, let me go to college and waste another what's fucking. The, what's the years. alternative? You spend a hundred grand for years. See, I don't like that. And you can't get a fucking job. I don't like that. Yeah. I, and I think it's stupid. And yeah. you know, and we still need. You know, people often say, "Well, that's because they get a degree in history." Well, it's okay to get a degree in history. I love history. You know, if you you don't know history, you're gonna repeat it. So uh, I agree that you should have, but they have to at least do something. Make it worth something instead of just nothing. And I don't mean for just for you. If if you're asking the other people, because taxes pay it, if you're asking the society for pay for your good education, mm-hmm. do something for society. I don't of give course. a shit if it's volunteering on a city council boards or whatever. <clears throat> it's got to be something. And then I'm I'm all for it, education. Right. I'm I'm big on education. Or anyway. even if you just have a really a really successful business, you're 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 helping the economy. Right, you know, whatever it is, there should be some kind of worth of something. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yes, and yes, but in the Democrats, they want to just give this. Or I believe in universal health care. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, right. I don't think anybody should go broke right. in this country because they got a, an illness. Right. I Shouldn't agree. happen. Right. But if you get hit we- by a car, it fucking paralyzes you. You're fucked. Yeah, and now you're gonna just lose everything you ever owned right. and everything else because. Some doctors and hospitals want to make your money. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't agree with that. But I do think we need a strong defense. The alternative to that, though, I mean, look at the VA. A lot of people, a lot of veterans, they want to I'm get I'm a help. veteran. Yeah. A lot, I mean, a lot of people I've talked to that have terrible experiences with the VA. I don't, though. Really? Love them. Been treating that's, me right. That's awesome. I'm, and I've been retired since 1986. Really? I got hurt in the service. Uh-huh. And that's when I went into crime after I got out. <laughs> really? But yeah, I, I went in in 1979. Jeez, I'm my fucking age of myself. <laughs> Fuck. I went in over 40 years ago. I, I went into service in 1979. I got out in 86. Mm-hmm. End of 86. Almost a, actually December 31st of 1986. So I was in wow. for seven years and four or five months. And I got out because I got hurt. And I'm a disabled vet. And I get a check. And I get medical care, and I get everything, and they've always treated me right. Really? Yeah. Even through prison, you don't even experience prison. like the long wait times. The well, long, you know, if they have really come a long way, I got lucky because, first of all, I was educated enough and persistent enough. I do feel for older people, like mm-hmm. an eighty-year-old man, and you're asking him to do this, this, and then you're obviously very outspoken. You know how to get what you want, right? Yeah. You know, I got a little bit more aggressive, if you want to call it that, or some people are not, and able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, technology wise now, you know, you get older people don't can't they get they're put on hold and, and they hang. I understand that. And I do mm-hmm. feel for them. And I think we need more elderly advocates in the VA. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a person that just helps the elderly that can't right. do it because I look at my mom. My mom's alive and I take care of my mom. I don't know if you knew that. I take care. Of, that's where I live with my mom to take care of. Oh, wow. I moved back from Fort Lauderdale to take care of my mom. To really? Her. Yeah. Because wow. she took care of me my whole life, was yeah. there for me in prison. Now she's eighty; she'll be eighty-eight, and I take care of her. Wow! Yeah, just her and I. 
That's Start amazing, man. Yeah. And, and, and I will never not take care of it. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever. And that's why I built the studio and the house. And all right, that. right, right. Oh, that's great, man. I got to come check it out. Yeah, yeah. You got to come in there. Got a bar in there we can drink. Really? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> of course I do. But that's, you know, I mean, my my beliefs and stuff, you know, you'll love this. A lot of people want me to run for office, right? My channel. They want me to run for Congress or office. And <laughs> That's I great. said, do you fucking crazy? Do you know how? I will get up on that floor and tell them all to go fuck themselves. But, you know, we need, we need, I, I don't, I think I could do more good behind the scenes mm. with a, a bigger and bigger channel and stuff. Right. Oh, for sure. But we totally need guys like yourself who are, I would guess, more of a progressive or at least a person who wants to. Do the right thing, help mm. more people, right. have fun, live life, man. Right, right, Too many right. people, I work when our age, we fucking work. Yeah, mm. I did too, but fucking let these guys live, man. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? What do you think about uh, fucking Trump getting banned on all social media, Twitter? You know, a lot of people ask me that. Cause I'm kind of torn on it, man. Well, I know, because of the free speech thing, but. Not only the free speech thing, but I feel like it's just going to rile so many. I don't feel like that's nah, the answer. That, that I disagree. I don't uh, you it, can't let. One or X amount of people. Listen, it's a company. They're making company decisions. Remember this. Right. Listen, if it's a bad company decision and, f and 70 million people get off them, they'll go out of business. Mm -hmm. They're making that decision that it's not going to be that. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a capitalistic yeah. country, don't let the government tell you have to go and let them on either. Right. If you're really free, the market will determine if it's a good or bad move. True. Now, if Twitter fucking goes down because of fucking it loses people and all this kind of shit, well, Twitter made a bad decision. Right. And then some people will say, well, you know, would you let just the big tech companies run the free? No, you're not. The president, if he wants, he can get out and make a press fucking release tomorrow. Mm -hmm. He's not being fucking silenced. Right. He can get on and make a press release. He can put out a press release. He can get on national TV. Yep. He can do anything the fuck he wants. It's, right. Now, they ban every one of those platforms, that new platform, whatever they talked about, the one they uh, called. Parlor. Parlor. They, they're, it's in there. I went and looked at it. It's Did you make an account? No. <laughs> but I looked at their rules. They can ban anybody at any time for any fucking reason. Right, right. Right. Well, it's right there. Mm -hmm. You don't like that to begin with. Don't get on it. But when they do it, don't bitch that they did it. Right, right. For sure, they're allowed to do it. I'm not. That's not my question. If I know they're allowed to do, do it. Do I think it's right? Do I think it's like, don't you think that both opinions, no matter both sides of the, of the fucking aisle, no matter how extreme? extreme they are, should people should be able to experience them and make a judgment on if it's right or wrong all right let me give so you let me, let me example, i know what you're saying the capital right people see all these all these crazy motherfuckers going into the capital with fucking rebel flags and wearing shirts that say it wasn't enough how what was the thing they say didn't kill enough jews these fucking neo-nazis that are in there whatever people should be able to see that and and understand that okay this is fucking crazy i need to you should be able to Condemn that, or you know, make a decision about that. And nobody's not, questioned. They're not yeah. stopping that. They're stopping one person. Let me ask you. Let me take it to the other level. Mm -hmm. Is it okay for you to go to a movie theater and scream fire, 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 and everyone panics and fucking three people die when they fucking run out of the place and there's no fire? 
Right, no. They know that. Free speech doesn't Stand give you a right for that. Right. Is it okay for somebody to recruit fucking psychopaths that, that are not so outside the mainstream? Now, we don't let the KKK fucking do that because it's, you know, that's banned now. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. At what point is creating anarchy stopped? In nineteen four, in nineteen thirty seven or thirty eight, when Hitler become stronger and stronger in power, he shut down. So he was the only one that can do that. If we let one person, whether it's a Donald Trump, anybody, whoever, crazy, they mm-hmm. did it with Alex Jones because he do whatever it is. Right. If we, it, and, and I get where you're going to go. If we let them create more and more havoc without put stopping them, at what point? Do you, what happens if he says, I, I'm on Twitter and I want to mobilize a half a million people and I want you to get your arms and we're going to go to war? Is that right? No, definitely not. I mean, that's because people that. are brainwashed. Yeah. Howard Stern said people you know, are brainwashed. Yeah. Howard Stern has the biggest audience in the world. He get 15 million listeners a day. Think of that. Avid listeners. Howard Cern knows if he wanted to, he could mobilize or he he has a a percentage of them. Listen, I have a percentage of people. I have a discord. I have a percentage of people, I'm sure, that that are convincible or Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it. So now I have to be responsible. If I started getting crazy, should I be shut down or stopped at least for doing that? Right. I have to believe at some point we have to – Keep civility. Because if you say nobody's allowed to do anything, um, you you can't shut anybody down. They can do anything they want. Right. Then that guy in that fire, that in that movie theater who goes in there and causes a riot because he says, people, he shot, run, run, run. Everyone's going to die. Everyone's going to die. Everyone die. And, and, and an old lady gets trampled. I'm, in this case, in the thing, what's going on now, I think those are business decisions by those companies. And let the market bear it. Let the market bear it. Right. Why don't you shut Fox down? Right. Because they're spewing this stuff about the election. Mm-hmm. We know it's false. Come on. Let's get everybody out there. Yeah. And there are people who look are going to be listening saying, no, fucking no. It's stolen. 60 fucking courts. And federal judges said it was, there's no fucking fraud. Mm-hmm. The own administration that... Donald Trump put in said it was the most secure election ever in the history of the, in the in America. Did they really? Yes. Homeland Security and the Election Commission. The guy resigned because brunch banner, and he did it. All the money was put in it. Most secure election in American history. Wow. So why are people just inciting people to do something stupid? Mm-hmm. That's what that is. People and people want to be led. I know that. Yeah, I mean, people do. People yeah. don't, like, you got, people, I love, that's why I like young people who have, look at the ages of most of those people. Most of them are older. Yeah. And I don't mean, they're not your age. They're not 25. Right, or, right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're much older. 35, 40, mm-hmm. 45, 50, you know. Look at the guys that are sitting on the bench. You know, they're 50 years old, 45 years old with fucked up lives. Probably didn't do anything in their lives. They're not, yeah. And, and they want to be led. They want to be led. And I get want to be led. We need leaders, but you need leaders who are, who are going to push us in the right direction. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and so as far as I do understand at what point, let listen, the market will bear it out. Right. Because if it's bad decisions and nobody goes on it, because what you're saying, are you going to go on Twitter? I don't know if you do go Twitter. Yeah, I'm still going to go on Twitter. Regardless. Okay, so I guess it's not fucking, it's nothing so bad that you're not yeah. going on Twitter. Right. So they, they made that calculation, Twitter. Trust me, if Twitter thought it was going to lose 100 million people and they're going to lose all this revenue, Twitter's not fucking taking you down. Right. But they made a decision, or they made a decision that it was so bad we don't care about the money mm-hmm. and we're going to lose it. But not only did Twitter do it, Facebook did it. Twitter YouTube. Did it, Instagram, YouTube. Listen, you and I know something. We're on YouTube. There's monetization. You know this. Mm-hmm. If I do something, and I've been not, I've, I've been demonetized. Have you been demonetized? On a specific videos, yeah. Well, when you look For at For bullshit reasons. Whatever. Complete. When you look at it, do you alter your thing? It Sometimes it does alter the way you. I do it. Yeah. If I look at my Twitter and we put up a video and we put up a video early and we look at the rules. Yeah. And we skirted them, didn't skirt them, whatever we did. And we go back and change it because we're going to follow the fucking rule because right. I want to be monetized. Right, right. So they put the rules out. I either follow them or guess what? Larry don't get fucking monetized. Right. And I can't knock that. That's the rule. Do I wish it wouldn't? I mean, yes. Do I think I'm But then when you look at it and you look deeper on their end, Sometimes it's overboards, at least I believe, but for somebody else, it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times with content, uh, like movie reviews, if you make them your own review, mm-hmm. but it, that, that then you can monetize. But I had a person, Russian, take my fucking videos and totally fucking change the, not do a thing, fucking just put my voice in it and was making money or tried to make money. Really? And YouTube shut them down. Thank you. Yeah. They protected my fucking thing mm-hmm. by shutting them down. And if you ever look at YouTube, most things they shut down is they're trying to protect somebody else's content or something else. Right, thing. right, right. So how do you knock that? That's a business decision. Yeah, for sure. And and we, you and I, as, as influencers, what do we do? We watch what we're doing. We alter it. We still want to have conversations like we're having right. or whatever we're doing. But we, we understand there is a boundary of some sort. Because if there's no boundary, Dan, what are we going to fucking do? Yeah, there has to be a boundary. I agree. I totally agree with that. There also has to be more conversations about things, too. People just like to make these bold statements, whether they, no matter how untrue they are. And people do get brainwashed by them. And they just they don't think. There's no thinking involved. They just like to repeat shit that they see or they hear. Well, I don't know if it's that. But, we, but here's the problem. At what point do you believe something? In other words... If I, you're sitting in front of me and I fucking show you a video of a guy shooting the fucking guy and it's not altered. Right. Do you believe it? Maybe. Or do you say, not my guy, he fucking, no, that's altered. You had professionals, you had this doing yeah. it, you're doing it. At what point, I mean. It, that's the weird thing, right? Because people already believe, it doesn't matter, you can't change their you beliefs. You can't change their mind. Everything, I have friends of mine. They, they filter it backwards. Whatever they see out there, they bring it in and they it, it either reinforces what they already believe or if it doesn't reinforce what they already believe, it's it's got to be fake. It's got to be altered. 
100% right. And, and it's sad because I have friends of mine. Now, this incident now changed a lot of people. Totally changed a lot of people. I'm talking staunch fucking Trumpers or, cause you know, this incident. I have a friend of mine I know for 40 years. Older guy. Said, this ruined him. Ruined his life. Ruined everything. And he was a big Trump guy. Mm-hmm. And we used to debate, of course. N- never hate each other. I never right, deba- right. I never hate anybody. But I, I very, you'll ever watch my videos, right? I don't use the word hate. Mm-hmm. I think it's a wasted emotion. Yeah. I think if I hate, it it hurts me, not the person. The person you hate don't give a fuck. It's just hurting you. Right. I dislike things and I won't go to them or whatever. But I don't hate. Right. I don't give a fuck. I just don't hate. And I I think what's happened is this incident now has got people opening their eyes because they're seeing it. I mean, there. I mean, I don't know how you could talk your way out of this. I don't know how you could talk your way out of this. But there are people already saying. Oh no! I love a couple of them I heard. Oh, that was Antiva in oh, disguise. I know, I saw that. Then they then they find the guys who were ding. They got them on tape. They look them up on their social media for the last six months or whatever. They're proud boy or this or whatever they are. So now they they did that one. So now the narrative has changed. Too. Well, it is it is possible that some of the people there were there to rile it up too, right? The, there, it's possible that some people were there. There's as always like, a possibility. Right, but right. listen, if you're that, there's also a possibility what hasn't been mentioned yet. But most How of do you know been, there weren't some Russian spies in there and they were planting right. exactly. fucking goddamn devices in there? Totally. I mean... You, George Soros paid for all of it, right? George Soros paid all those people. Yeah, I mean, it's so fucking so, crazy. How do you fucking come up with this shit? No, I, I, you, they're changing the narrative now to to switch it to the Twitter and the, uh, you know, all the uh, Instagram, Twitter. You What's the other one? I can't... I just looked it up. Instagram, pa- tw- Parler. Parler. Yeah. And they're changing it. Oh, now it's a free speech issue. No, it's not. That's no. a fucking free country. To be a free country, that company can do whatever the fuck it wants. Right. Why is it a free speech? Tell it's, me why. It, it is kind of weird, though. It is kind of weird because of the age we're living in, the technologies we're living with, social media it dominates everybody's lives to where they have... Well, well should somebody sit back and say, wait a minute. Wouldn't you say most people have more interaction or communication on their phones than they do like we're having right now? Absolutely. So it's kind of like we're teetering on this little edge where companies like Twitter and Instagram are almost like a public utility. No, 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 They're, no, 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 no. How, how do you get that? Because you can, if there was one, that's a monopoly. If there's two, maybe a mob. There's 20, there's how many social media? TikTok now. Right. I, another country's one. Right. Blow right, up. Right. China's fucking TikTok blew up. And Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, fucking mess. There's a zillion of them. They really are. If you start really getting oh, down yeah. to them. Yeah. And you can go to which one you want. So you're not being totally silenced. Or you're not being mm-hmm. just because you aren't on the biggest one. Right. Or you went and built this. Listen, I have a, 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 all of that. And I look at it as a tool, obviously, to, to communicate or whatever. Right. But if it gets shut down, it gets shut down. I go to the next one. You know? Or if I don't like what I did to get shut down, I change it as of YouTube. Mm-hmm. If I do something on YouTube, that's where my main thing is. Right. So I'll change it. Or if it's not, maybe I'll get to a different platform. Maybe it is a a, a, a podcast. But everything is censored in its own way. Mm-hmm. So, so don't think, oh, this will never censor you. That's not that's bullshit. They all put it in there so they can censor you. Right. But that's up to us. 
you know, we laughed. I love your logo. The it it's kind of a U porn logo. The Pornhub logo. The Pornhub. Yeah. You I, I like U porn as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I I love it. I, and, you know, I was thinking about this when you said that earlier and we started just talking. I go, look at the fucking platforms that never have an issue. Porn. Yeah. Well, they're actually, they're, actually just, they're actually just recently having lots of issues, Pornhub. They just recently got uh, like a $600 million class action lawsuit against them. And they had for to, what? I forget exactly what it was for. I'd have to read the article. Someone not getting fucked but in the ass the right way? Yeah, or something like yeah, something like that. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, something? man. Yeah, they're 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 getting they're under the fucking they're getting the screws tightened up and, right and, now. And, and talk about free speech. Why should they be? Because it's probably religious right pushing this or whatever it is. I yeah, don't know. They uh they had to remove like a huge amount of their content from like people unverified people uploading their own content and. And monetizing on their website, so now they're only allowed to have certain verified porn actors on there, and it's really. Oh, I don't like that. Oh no, no, no! It's fucking. I don't see that with you porn, and I think you Pornhub owns you. They're all Pornhub's getting crushed right now. But I think don't they own you too? You porn too? I thought I saw that. I think think they're all connected in one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm on it enough. You'd think I'd know. But there's a lot of (laughs) there's a weird thing. There's a lot of people that that are really really against. The porn industry. I've had people on here. That well, that's people who don't want fucking get hard ons anymore. Right, right, or fucking right. get wet in a pussy or something. <laughs> I I don't get it. I really don't because listen, that's people, talk about free speech. Porn porn stars I have met, like female porn actors I've met, have the most character out of most people I meet. I'm not sure why I'm, it is. I've met male ones in the same way. They, I, mean, I think it's because they're normal people. What I've noticed is that. To do porn, you have to be desperate, I think. Disagree. I think that most... I knew, be- I knew a porn star. I think... But I think... Put a family through college, did everything. Oh, totally. But most people that I've met, or that I've heard about, the way they got into porn first was they were in a situation that they desperately needed to get out of financially. And when you're that oh, so young... they got the money. When you're that young, say you're a young, hot, whatever, 16, 17, 18-year-old girl... Oh, no, no, no. Please never go under the under eighteen. 18. Okay, whatever. Can, nah, but yeah, it yeah. happens. No, those those to me. See, I'm a very liberal person. Uh huh. But when it comes to a child, right? I I, I don't buy it. Well, whatever age that it, it happens. You can't. And have, I don't mean yeah. Ryan. Right. You know, let me give you a quick one on prison. We used to, we, you know, child molesters are no good in prison. No, obviously. But I used to pull chomos. The, is that what yeah, they call chomos? Them? I used to pull the paperwork. That means I used to get who, what charge there was. Mm-hmm. Ryan, 20, whatever, 21, fucking a 17 or 16, he had a pass. That wasn't even child abuse, we called it. That wasn't even any. That was free. Right. You at 30, whatever, yeah, fucking a 15-year-old, that's not good. Right. So I know you look young. Right. But your brain should be at least old. Now- yeah. I know it's crazy. You have to put a number somewhere. Mm-hmm. If it's 18, 19, 20, you want to do it, you fucking do it. You fucking want. Mm-hmm. It's just, just like the military. You can shoot. You know, well, that's a, that's a whole other weird thing, too, because now you're, you're letting the fucking legal system decide yeah. an age when biologically. True. But biologically, we, people are different. No, people, no. I 100% agree with that. Because even. Girl, you full mature fucking adult girls with a giant fucking rack. And at 15. At 15 years old. Absolutely. Okay. 
strip the government and laws away from from uh, our monkey selves and in nature that thing's fucking absolutely absolutely but when, since we do have laws right. listen you have a car why can't you drive a car at 16 right. or 15 right when totally. you're a mature mm-hmm. let's even go one better which drives me nuts how can you tell a kid to go to the military at 18 and kill somebody and he can't drink right it's insane it's insane if you're 18 years old and you got a fucking rifle and you're in Iraq and you kill someone, you don't think their brains are fucked up. That's mm-hmm. another whole topic. But why can't they come back and have a drink? Now they get arrested because they're fucking underage, but mm-hmm. they can fucking take up rifles and right. defend the country. I don't buy that one. And a lot of countries don't either. Canada they can drink at 18 or that kind of shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. But and when I grew up, it was 18. See, I, I don't know that right. feeling of that. Right. When I was 18, I was in the service at 17. At fucking 18 years old, I'm in the bars, man. Right. Like I was fucking... Oh, 18 years old. I was I was the fucking biggest idiot on the planet when I was 18. <laughs> exactly. I still am. Well, I was... Me too, but, uh, you know, uh, that's just the maturity level. Since we have to put a number on it, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, you 100, and I do agree with you, you go back to some of the ancient times. Once the girl had her period, she became a woman. Right. And and they had kids and this mm-hmm. and everything else. I don't know what, but that's just the laws that came For about, sure. you know. And we have to have something. Yeah, there has to be a base level. So yeah. what do you put it at? Right. My my thought, my original thought, I was getting to with with the porn thing is that the pattern I see is that especially with girls when they're young, eighteen say eighteen years old, they're in a, an abusive situation. They're living. They're dependent on whatever it may be, an abusive uncle. Right. That's the only. Re- place they have to stay but they got to get they got to get out of there when you're that young what's the easiest way for you to make the most amount of money prostitution or porn drugs (laughs) or right (laughs) but that's prostitution and porn are probably the two most common things probably and when you get into there you can probably make the most amount of money doing that then when you start to climb the ladder make more and more money i'm gonna disagree because there's not not many 18 year olds who could do that on their own and what I mean by that is, uh, yeah, when you're with a pimp and you're in your construction, how do you find the guys and stuff? Although the internet has changed a lot. But are they smart enough? Because if they're smart enough to set that business up, because it's a business, right? and get someone to drive them and not get hurt and do everything else, because mm-hmm. that's all it is, then, then they're probably smart enough to do something else and there wouldn't have been a situation, or, or maybe they would. And obviously some just look at it like you and I might and – you know, listen, I was always a person that sex is sex. Mm-hmm. Sex is sex. It's mm-hmm. not the relationship itself. Right. You know, uh, I think, you know, I often tell guys, listen, if, if or a girl, I'll tell her, if you caught your husband t- getting a blowjob, would you leave her? Oh, he's fucking done. I said, well, then leave now. Because if your husband can go to a bachelor party and get a fucking blowjob and that's the end of your fucking marriage, then you didn't have a deep relationship anyway. Right. I mean, the sex is the fucking sex. We're physical. We, you know, you watch Pornhub. What do you do? You get right. a fucking heart on, right? Right. right. <laughs> is that cheating? <laughs> I mean, yeah, so you got the physical blow. Oh, but there's that level. Oh, he's sticking. Now, I often say now, differently, if your husband or your wife is in a relationship. Right. Then there's something deeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, she wants the, 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 the protection, the love, the whatever, the financial, whatever it is, whatever you weren't giving her, and that's a whole thing. But if your husband goes out and gets laid, 
he's in a fucking bachelor. He's at a fucking convention and he right. fucking got drunk and he got fucked. Is it the end of all? Some people are going to fucking call you, write you, and maybe me and say, yeah, yeah that is the fucking wrong. Well, you know, that's your own thing. Yeah. To me, it's not. Right. You know, I don't believe, I believe. Well, you have to have that sort of deal, I think, ahead of time. Yeah, and I do. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, you have I, to have the under, a mutual understanding of that. Well, that's communication. It. Right, it gets right. back to that and all that kind of stuff. I, I'm a believer in, listen, we are all very sexual people in yeah. life, and a lot of things are made. Have fun, man. Yeah. Too many people. Listen, you know how I'm looking at it at my age? You're young. You guys are young, and which I love. I really do. I'm at the age where I know I'm going to live 20 fucking more years. I know that sounds morbid. Mm -hmm. It's not morbid at all. I'll be fucking 80 then. I think you'll go more than that. I'll take fucking 80. <laughs> Healthy. Where I can get a heart on, I can fuck, do everything I want. I'd take 80. I got 20 years left. It's not a lot. you yeah. got fucking 50, 60 years left. Him, he's you know, it, you guys have a lot in technology and everything. So you, your brains are different. Your mind. I'm a little bit different in the fact that I really understand my mortality. Because mm -hmm. I've been. I've been shot. I've been stabbed. You've been uh, shot? I've been shot and stabbed twice. Where'd you but get shot? I got shot right through the head. You never what? been? What? Right in a, in a robbery. If if anyone goes to my Dude, videos, you're fucking right the top. No, of not it, it. It went right across the top. Man, oh. blood was coming down here. Oh my! And my God. brother was shot in the back and into the arm. Fucking yeah, we had a fuck. That was the getaway. If they go on my video on my YouTube, go to my play. Do you know my playlist is the one of the most watched playlists? Really, the Gangster Redemption series on my playlist. If you go to my 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 YouTube channel, and go to the playlist. Uh -huh. It's called the Gangster. I'm the only one who's ever took his book. And actually narrated the whole book in chapter to chapter really? in a video. That's what really got That's pretty amazing. That, yeah, that hook. That's what started this whole thing. Wow. But that's in it when I got the fucking getaway. It was a fucking movie getaway. The bullets flying. Fucking it's crazy shit. But so I look at my mortality different, if that the, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think obviously we all should. I, I mean, let me ask you a question. If you fucking found out you had six months to live, mm -hmm. what would you do? Hmm. If I had six months to live, I'd pay the doctor an extra couple thousand dollars to get an extra six months. Yeah, that'd be... <laughs> it, 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 I wish it was that easy. Yeah, no, fuck. I don't know. It's a good question. I, I love doing this, man. This is fun. I love. No, I, I know you do, but yeah. no, think about your life. What would you do? Would you... I don't know. I, yeah. I, I hope there's things like... I would go... I think, I would go, I would go surf every single wave in the world all the best way you know you're a big surfer, surf yeah, spots yeah, yeah. and i did you surf hawaii travel i've never been to hawaii no yeah i was stationed there that's Great, amazing man. i went body surfing i'll never fucking do almost <laughs> oh me. fuck no man the fucking kill rocks me, in the reef out oh, there oh my fuck god i went body so i ended up 100 yards down the day and i was a great swimmer yeah fuck it's never in there but you i never surfed you know i used to say they can't put a cooler on that board i couldn't do it <laughs> but the uh uh i i asked people that question is because Think about what you're doing now because you could die in six months. Mm. We all could, obviously, or something can happen. But if you're not at least trying to obtain something, you know, a lot of people ask you, you know, what is success, right? Mm -hmm. And I was a multi-millionaire when I was a criminal. I had my own limousine, multiple houses, boats, horses. I was fucking multi-millionaire. Really? I was, I was robbing it. I fucking didn't give a fuck. I was robbing millions of dollars a year. So I fucking robbed 15 to 18 million. Weren't you giving a bunch of it to the mob, though? No, a percentage. Percentage. Not, not a bunch of it. Not a bunch, okay. No, and I made a lot of money. I mean, I lived, I lost $3 million in casinos gambling. 
I lost a quarter million dollars in two weeks. Oh, my Cash. God. Fucking cash, right? I, you think how stupid I am fucking now. Now I'm working. But my point is uh, I, I think people need to look. It's not just money because money doesn't make it. It really doesn't. Things make it or feelings or uh, adventures or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You yeah. know, I had the houses, the homes, the boats. And, and, and when my one sister says, you know, you're always searching for something. And she was right because I I didn't like a horse. I bought two horses. I didn't want this house. Bought another house. Bought another house. Bought another. Bought a boat. Bought a bigger boat. Bought a boat. You know, at what point is the thing? I like that you want to go surf somewhere and go do something. Or you know, me now is more. I like interacting with people. I like to help people. I want to go see the country. I never. I'm doing that with the RV now. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm going away for five weeks, going up to South Dakota, going to Mount Rushmore, maybe the Badlands of Wyoming. Wow. So I'm going to do a few bunch of things, take videos and stuff like that. Yeah. I enjoy that. But I, I think everybody's got to look at that and say, what's their, what are they going to do in their own life that if they died, like if I died right now, if I went home and you heard, hey, you man, leave Larry behind, died. Right? No, if I, no, I want to make sure, you know, leave something. I don't give a less way. You, you came into this fucking earth naked and fucking nothing. <laughs> Who gives a shit if you go out naked and fucking nothing? <laughs> the, I, no, I think, you know, if I lived, if I went home and you heard Larry had a car accident, holy shit. I hope you get on the fucking thing and say, man, I had a great interview with Larry. And you know what? He lived a good life. Because as much as I had the hard parts of my life, which I did, obviously in prison and all that. I also say I lived a great life. I didn't leave much behind. You know, it's not. You know what I tell people, and and and, and it, you can equate it to sex, to life, to anything. Don't ever lay on your deathbed and say I shoulda. Mm-hmm. I will never lay, and I won't. And I mean, I shoulda had sex with this. I shoulda tried this. <laughs> I don't ever lay on your deathbed and say I shoulda. I don't mean like Marilyn Monroe. You know what I meant? Yeah. Trying something, doing something. I never want to lay on my deathbed and say, oh, you know, I should have. Or, and I tell people, don't wait till you're too old. Like you're 30, young, good looking guy, have your life by the ball. Now's the time. Because there'll be a time when you can't. That's why I'm still lucky. I'm healthy. I can do things. My back hurts. I have a very bad back. I had back surgeries and stuff. Really? So I'll, I'll show you from the whole bottom. I got a zip up my whole back. Really? I had a 12, 15 vertebrae done in my back. Oh, fuck. 15. What the fuck happened? Yeah, look at it. Fucking crazy shit. Uh, I, I Was crushed, it an injury? Or yeah, what? I crushed my spine in the service. Oh. And fuck. I had that. Here's for your camera. Jeez. That's man. just the lower part. I have five vertebrae in my neck. See if they could see God that. Damn. Yeah, hold it back like where your face is so it's in focus. Yeah. Damn. It's pretty That's fucked brutal, up. brutal, man. And, uh, you know, so, and I've done a lot, so I'm a little pretty good about that. You know, I've done everything. Can you still it. golf? Yeah. It's a little hurt. I hurt. I can't. Yeah. I used to hit a pretty good long ball. Now I'm about 225, 230, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. Xanax after on the ninth hole. Oh, fuck drugs the whole fucking <laughs> oh, way. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> we'll, we'll bring, we'll fucking bring Xanax, weed. Coke, a little Vicodin, ass, Soma, Vicodin, whatever you want. Yeah, eight ball, Oxys, an eight ball. There we're we in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, I so I, I'm a believer. That's why I'm a believer in free sex, free drugs, free stuff. 
Right. Meaning, right. and I, again, responsibly. Right. I never sure. say, you know, I, everything a, in moderation. Protect. Absolutely. Don't, I mean, you can't be stupid enough to kill yourself. You know, as I say to people in all addictions and I and anything, you control it. Don't let it control right. you. Right. No matter what it is, <clears throat> could be fucking eating, sex, drugs. I, I don't care. Alcohol. What they're all the same. Drugs money. And alcohol. Money. Don't let it control you. Control it and do it. Live your life. I'm a big believer in that. And and it, it, until, and then live your life. I mean, again, then don't wait till you're 70 and say, man, I'm fucking, oh, I should have did that. I could have tried that orgy. I could have did this. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Then you're fucking too old. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I for mean, sure. And I was always lucky where I'm a pretty free thinker. And uh, free spirit, if you want to call it that. And I don't give a fuck what people think, as mm-hmm. you can tell. Uh, I'm saying it on the air, so I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Because uh, unless you're paying me, how the fuck am I going <laughs> to judge me? Right. You know, I don't believe in judging anybody. I really don't. In anything. I am no better than any man on this earth. Or no worse. I don't care who they are, how much money they make, or how good looking they are, how big their dick is, or whatever the fuck it is. We're all the same. We all put our pants on the same way. I've met mega celebrities, mega people. Nothing impresses me unless mm-hmm. the person impresses me because right. of his smart. You guys impress. You do. You, you, I was happy to see you guys. I watched a few of your videos. I didn't know how this would go. Thanks, man. But, you you know, you're working hard. I love it. Keep doing it and do your, do your thing. And I love that. I love them people do that because now you're making something. Now you're going to look back and say, well, we had a great time. We did this. We tried this, whatever. I've done it my whole life. And uh, I always was for my... I always worked for myself, whether it was a mobster or not. <laughs> but it's just, I, I didn't have that mentality to be constricted. You know, creative people can't be constricted. Right. If they are, then they're never gonna they're never gonna be truly happy. And you could be broke and happy as a motherfucker. And I and I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been yeah. I hung out with some dude, man. He fucking he had an. Old, old RV. I mean, 70-something, a little fuck. The happiest fucking. We were smoking ash. What a fucking good time I had with that guy. I mean, and boy, the stories where he went and this. And, and he was truly happy. I sat back. I was fucked up. And we're sitting drinking drinking and smoking. And hey, ash, fucking that'll fuck you up. Oh, fuck yeah, well. And, and I, I was so... I thought about that for a while. I says, he's the happiest guy in the world, man. He didn't need. See, that's another thing. I don't need. the. I had it. The houses, the homes, the big. I'm my own limo and a driver. I don't need that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with the RV. That's right. an old RV. Well, it's pretty nice, but it's the not. The thing is me. nice. Yeah. yeah, you got it. When it opens up, it's huge, man, inside. It could, oh, it extends out like the side. Both extends, sides. Like a full living room. Both, in there. Oh, it's a full Really, room. both sides. Both sides. Yeah, Holy it's big. Shit. Yeah, it's big. We'll have That's to go dope. out one day. We'll fucking. Yeah, man. We'll do an interview. I'll have you do an interview in my article. Oh, hell yeah. Here. And and then that's what it is. You ready to? Before we wrap up, no, I want to get you to tell uh, what was your craziest jewelry robbery story. Well, the one with we got the shot, you know, got right, you know, the guy come shot and flying, bullets coming flying, and glass breaking in the getaway. Can you walk? Can you walk me through it? Like how much planning was involved? Like what was it like? Who like first? Did someone come to you and tell you where to go? No, 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 no. How does it work? uh, Well, my first robbery was a setup. But after I got good at robberies, 
I would get an area and I would know the area and I would literally case 100, 150 jewelry stores to make sure I got the right one in an area. What and it usually case took them? case it means make sure the right. Just to give you an idea, uh, you don't just rob a jewelry store. I would know where the sun rises and sets. So if there's glare in the window, Holy they couldn't shit. see in or people would be blinded. So that was an important thing. The getaway, how close it was to other uh, places, how many people. I used to like to rob in plazas when there was a Publix or a grocery store. I don't know where people are around the world. Pathmark, Publix, Winn-Dixie. Because the more people going, you could sit and watch that store without looking at conspicuous. So I would uh, make sure. And, and people are so fucking oblivious. They'd walk by and I'd be fucking in the middle of a robbery. But again, I knew that the sun, so they can't even look in. Did the jewelry store put display cases that blocked where I can look in? You know, they make difference. I do that now. Sometimes I help jewelry stores, jewelry prevention. Mm. You know, to help not get robbed. How is the back entrance? Can you get in and out? Can I park a car there? Uh, where? How, what time are the people coming? What time is the mailman coming? Do, do do police ever come by the area? I what time every employee and what car they have? These are all things that I would know before I even did a jewelry store. Wow! And then know where the cameras were, where the buzzers were. Did they have what they call they? They had buzzers in their pocket that if they hit the buzzer and a part and alarm would go off. Is the door have a lock on it? I love those. I like those. Really? Oh, absolutely. Because then nobody else is going to come in. Mm-hmm. They want me in. I'm coming in with a Rolex watch and a suit, and they're going, man, this guy's got money. Let him in. But the, I, I would get to know him beforehand and know where the jewelry was in the store. There's so much to it. That's a whole show. Right. But the uh, uh, when you when you case a jewelry store, as a professional, you know, it's so crazy. People ask me to this day, could you do it? There isn't a fucking question in my mind I can rob a jewelry store tomorrow and get away with it. Really? I, I, I see them all the time. Really? All the time. I can rob that fucking jewelry store. <laughs> no question. Because... All the knowledge. I mean, I've did so many. I've cased over a thousand jewelry stores. Well over a thousand. And that means going in and out, knowing every fucking little detail. I go into a jewelry store now, and it's like fucking sensory overload. <laughs> really? I, I can imagine. Take, you know, and I go, oh, man, this guy could be hit. Did you ever just walk into a jewelry store and casually just looking at watches? That's gotta, well, that's I, I, go be... with, I usually go with somebody, you know, for right. some reason. And because, uh, first of all, they're the biggest cons, too. Jewelry oh, store is yeah. the fucking biggest racket there is. And, and I, I remember one jewelry store. They, they were a lot. I went to the GIA Institute, which is the Gemological Institute of America, just to know about diamonds so they can't rob me. You know, my fences couldn't rob me. Mm-hmm. I used to go into a jewelry store like I didn't know what I was doing. And the fucking owner would be fucking lying to me so fucking bad. I one one guy was so bad. I said, I can't wait to rob this motherfucker. <laughs> this fucking guy is really bad. He must have fucking stole more money than I ever stole from people. You know, there's a few things I tell tell your viewers here. Uh, and is the first thing you want to do is don't don't ever go to a jewelry store that doesn't have a ten powered microscope on the desk. 10 powered microscope on the fucking counter where you can look at a diamond the right way. Okay. 
uh, there's certain things if they don't tell you about. See, everybody knows the four C's, but they don't know what the cut is. That's the most important part. Not, not, a, and I don't mean the cut. Is it a round or a marquee or right, a pear right. shape? I'm talking the geometrics, the geometry, how light reflects on diamonds, oh, what okay. makes them better. Where you can get a really good cut diamond and the light will reflect better. So it'll be a less color diamond, right. but it'll be a better diamond because it'll glow more, or shine more or be more brilliant because of the cut and how it extracts light. I love it when they show you a diamond and go, look at that, and it's under a fucking light. I'll make a piece of fucking glass look good. <laughs> Take a diamond and put it under the table when there's very little light and see how it how it reacts. So when you would rob a jewelry store, did you, like, were you picky of the shit that you took? Oh, oh no, no, I, took, I wiped the whole fucking store. You wiped store everything. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't rob the store unless it had certain things. Oh, okay. Like, there was usually, uh, there always would be a loose box of diamonds. Now, the box would be about that big, like a card box, you know, like right, cards. Right. And it'd be all fucking diamonds. And they're all loose. Right. So there could be a carrot to What do they call it? Melee? Melee diamond? I forget the word is. Melee? Melee? No. Never heard that? No. Maybe like I thought from the pawn business. I got a friend who owns a bunch of pawn shops. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's robbing people every day. Oh, yeah. They're all in the Caribbean, too. Oh, God. He's really robbing <laughs> Guy gets off a boat. Oh yeah, yeah. But so yeah, so you that, that those loose stones are what I'm literally calculating that thing in my head when he shows it to me. Then I'm looking in the store and what I have in display cases, watches. Mm -hmm. I used to get Rolex. I loved Rolexes. I used to get two thousand dollars of Rolex, the five thousand dollar like presidentials, right? Or two thousand everyone. I robbed fifty of them. It's a hundred grand. Wow. Without blinking, they wouldn't even find okay. Put them in a bag. I used to give them away as presents. That's amazing, <laughs> man. That's but, fucking but amazing. Then, but then the diamond, so I'm literally, then you watch where they don't put that box. A lot of times they don't put the box in the safe. Mm. It goes to a back room, another safe, or a false floorboard. Mm. You know, that's their money. That's what I want. I want that. Because I, I, the first question I would ask them, I'm I'm looking for a, a ring, maybe a little carry. You know, first I had a whole line of shtick. I'd say, oh, I'm in the area. I'm a contractor. I'm in the area. I had a nice suit, Rolex, gold chain, nice diamond bracelets worth fucking 25000 And I'd, I'd, I'd say to a guy, I'd say, uh, yeah, I'm in the area. I'm a builder. And I just look. I'm married 10 years now. When I first got married, I got my wife a little, little ring. So I want to look at some good rings. He's like, oh, fuck, I got this guy. He's, you know, he's got money. He's in the area. And he, I said, uh, well, what do you have anything? I want to maybe have it set. Do you have any loose stones? Oh, hold on. After he sees you, know, they break out that box. I said, well, let, let me start at the one carrot. Maybe I'll see how small it looks. And I'm watching where he picks it out of that box. So if he picks it over here, mm -hmm. okay, he shows it to me. I look at it and all he bullshitting me with the price and the range. Then he go and I go, um, let's make it a little bigger. If he goes this way, then I know these are all shit. But if he goes the other way and he only goes up a little bit, then I know all oh, those are bigger than two carat. Mm. So I go, fucking, I'm, my brain is already calculating that fucking box. Oh, show sure, there's a quarter million. My end, quarter million. Okay. Where you putting that? And my brain is working so differently as a criminal than uh, like 
your brain would work. Right, know? right. You're not looking and saying, oh, I can rob this place. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was like, holy fuck. It's like. So how did it all go wrong for you? What was like the final they, one? The FBI were great fucking. Uh, oh, really? They caught me. The FBI. Well, the last store robbery, the guy got out. We they, A robbery happened. We didn't know this. They robbed an air conditioner off the unit. It was a plaza. Yeah. Anyway, so some lady heard some commotion, came up to the window and looked in the window and saw us. Then we knew we had to go. Go, go, go. Yeah. And we had a plans. Everything was planned. But the guy, the owner, got out of his flex cuffs. And I already stole six guns out of him. His flex cuffs? You know, like uh, the wire cuffs. You know, oh, okay, uh, yeah. Electrical wire things. Okay. He got out of them, and there was another gun. The fuck was a gun nut. Jesus. And he started, we're running out. All of a sudden, gunshots. <laughs> And the glass is breaking in front of it. We're running out, and there's glass. He's shooting at us. So listen, we get now. It's already planned. I, mean, I had every detail planned. I get in the car, and he levels the gun right at my fucking head in the windshield because the car was pulled in straight. I duck. As I duck, the bullet goes through the windshield, gets atop my head, and I, I didn't even feel it. But then I see blood coming down my face. But n- another bullet, he shots twice, or or that bullet. Went, my brother ducked, and it went in his back into his arm. It's still in his arm to this day. Holy still in his arm. fuck. We showed it online. Jeez. Anyway, and he goes, I'm hit, I'm hit. I go, oh, yeah. And I didn't even know I had the blood trickling down my head until I looked in the mirror. I go, I'll drop you off the hospital. He goes, no, fuck that, fuck that. We went back to Brooklyn where this is in Pennsylvania. So we went back to Brooklyn and in Brooklyn we fucking had an apartment, you know, like the mobsters above the fucking bar and we had fucking people to change the glass out of the car. We fucking patched my brother up. We cleaned me up. We Everything was good. Everything was all good. And after we did that, got him back. But we little did we know the FBI flooded the area. See, I didn't know the FBI was on me that big. Oh, they were already on you, huh? Yeah, for six years the guy Jeez. was on me. Matt Mullen, six fucking years. Good guy, too. Nice guy. Yeah? Yeah, no no hard feelings. And he fucking, they flooded the area. They got me, and they ended up getting footage. They even had footage of me buying a cup of wow, a, a, a fucking coffee at a Wawa store. That's wow. how much they, they confiscated every camera within like a mile or two miles of that fucking area. You know, wow. every gas station I might have went to, every fucking thing. They went to every jewelry store that I might have cased, and they got a lady go, oh, there was a nice guy in here. And I got his plate number because I was going to sell him a ring. I didn't mm-hmm. even rob that store. And then they and they still didn't have me because I had the guy who worked for me. He was a fat, fat guy. Yeah. He was 350 pounds. Yeah. I wasn't 350. So fucking, that's not him, but I was a co-driver. Mm. And then they looked my name up, and I was organized crime. I already got pinched for uh, having 35,000 cash in my glove compartment and six grams of Coke. That's when they got you? Well, no, that was another time. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. So what do they actually charge you with? Racketeer. Rico? Rico. Mm. Hobbs Act, Rico. Damn. Uh, it's, Rico is a... Uh, Hobbs Act is interfering with interstate commerce under the RICO Act. Now you can now you could have murder under the RICO Act, robbery like mine, robbery mm-hmm. under the RICO Act. Murder, yeah, murder. Well, I robbery. Had, I had a guy on here too that, that said that he was uh, 
like close to John Gotti, oh, who's yeah, like I a know security him. guard. Ooh. John A. Light, he said his name. Oh, on? John A. Light, you had him on this show? Yeah, you know him? No, I know of him. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah what, he, spent, he, he came here? He spends a lot of time in Tampa. Yeah, he came he's sitting right where you're sitting. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ended up ratting. Okay. Yeah, he ended up telling. Yeah. Now, who knows why in this? I used to, you know. I, you never ratted? No. See, a lot of people, there's like a, I feel like I got mixed emotions about that. I feel like, because he, what this guy said, John Alike I know said, what he's going to say. He said, like, there's no loyalty. Everybody rats on everybody. It's not true. It's not true. But, but. He is right. A lot of them are ratting. Oh, a ton of them are ratting. Uh, but that doesn't make you. Why should you? He, doesn't your word? Listen, I told you today. He said, basically, if if 20 guys went out, went on the fucking stand and ratted him out and put him away, why the fuck wouldn't he? I know what he said. I know. But that's that's just a way to justify what you did. Let me ask you a question. I told you today I'd be here at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Was I here? You were here. Because my word means something. Right. I went away for four 12-year sentences, mm-hmm. and I was offered three years. And I had a 15-month-old kid, a six-year-old son, and a lot of money. God. And I lost it all. You know why? Because my word meant something. To this day, I used to look into that the, the, the uh, uh, fucking stainless steel. That's what it is in prison. You yeah. don't have glass. Stainless steel mirror. And no, with nothing. Remind you, they took every dime from me, everything from me, but my word was good. To this day, I'm going to die with my word being good. Hmm. When I told you I would be here, I would be here. Now, obviously, if the RV broke or something, I have a phone, I would call you. Mm -hmm. That's why I even asked my son, I said, make sure you get his number. Right. I don't, I I, I think a person's word should mean something. Now, I understand why they do it. That don't get into business right now and i understand listen i don't consider listen first of all civilians can't rat that's another thing i tell you or if you're a civilian you see a crime you should go pick them out of a lineup you should do everything the fuck you're supposed to it's not ratting ratting is you and ryan fucking selling coke mm-hmm. you getting caught and saying it was fucking ryan to get out of the problem mm-hmm. that's ratting okay and i don't believe in that right I don't. Believe, I did crimes. Nobody went to prison on my case. Nobody. Really? No offense. Nobody. So he he can't say everybody's ratting. Right. Are a lot ratting? Absolutely. They're backstabbing each other. Sammy Gravano did it. He knows. He, he probably told you all this. I don't know what you you got out of it. Learn. We, we didn't talk much about Sammy Gravano. He he was with John Gotti Jr. Right. John, elite, and he worked for the boss. John Gotti himself. Right. And they were all murderers. They did their shit and everything. Else. They cut the shit hit the fan and one rats after the other. And, and I, oh, he ratted on me. He was going to rat on me. I, I know he was going to rat. So I ratted first. I, mm-hmm. Listen, how, why you did what you did and why you even got in that business. Yeah. Listen, I sleep really, really good at night. <laughs> yeah. It's not because I was the rough guy. It's not because of that. I feel I, I I sleep good at night because my word meant something. I'm mm-hmm. okay with everything. Yeah, I caused a lot of damage. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I guess I never hurt anybody that was in my business or any. You know that kind of. Thing. I never hurt somebody just right. to hurt them or anything right. of that nature. 
Uh, so uh, you want to call that a justification? It's still not because there were people in the jewelry stores that were scared for their life right. and all that. And and I I feel for that. I really do. I mean, it can't change it. It's not like oh, okay, you know, you can never change that. But I feel good. Let's because I know if I tell somebody, and 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 they call that facing the devil. I faced the devil and stood up to him, meaning the courts in the day. You know, right? I faced him, and and stood up to him. Now. I could have fucking ratted everybody out, my fences, everybody out. And got, got three years. Probably less. And been home, kept money, whatever. But you know what? I have a great relationship with my son, you know, and my daughter. I'm not married or anything like that. But And I got a really good relationship. We're all wild. That's got to be like it's the hardest decision for a lot of people. It's got to be such a hard fucking decision. Yeah, but it shouldn't be if Kiss you know what. Kiss my family goodbye. Or and tell keep, on and a, keep my dignity, or just tell on the scumbag and get my life back. Yeah, but see, you're making it a scumbag now. Yeah, I'm just saying, but there's, but there's different ways of looking at. It. I yeah, mean, but what I'm happens saying, if it's it, 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 uh, some who's close to you? Right. I don't know who's close to you, but whoever's close to you, are right. you gonna put them away? Right. So at what at what point it has nothing to do? No, with I, them. See, I see. I see. It what has you're nothing saying. to do with them. I see what you're saying, Dan. It has everything to do with you. Nobody took care of me when I was in there. The mob don't take care of that. He's right. right. That's all bullshit. Right, right, right. But it meant me. Mm-hmm. When I looked in that fucking stainless steel, I did it for me. Right. I didn't rap because of me. Now, I, I used to hate them. You know, oh, fuck around. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what they do. Yeah. They got to live with themselves. Right. They could justify it all they want. They could lay in bed and justify the murders they committed. I had a guy on here tell me a story about how when he was in he was in federal prison, he was in there for like 15 years. He told me a story about how he was walking the yard with some guy who basically got life and he was confessing all of his shit where he hid money. He took the information and went and gave it to the feds. And got, got money out. knocked up, got time, time knocked off. Out. Yeah, he's, yeah like, they, he's like, I would cut anyone's throat I could find. It's like, anyone gave me something, I would cut their throat instantly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They them. call that jumping on the bus, and they call it, yeah, it's called a Rule 35. Remember I told you, Lloyd, did. Yeah. you get a Rule 35 post-conviction, mm. you know. Yeah. And it was just never my thing, and yeah. I understand. That's, first of all, I used to teach you, don't shut your fucking mouth, because you don't know what you're dealing with. Right. But, yeah, I mean, that's just being stupid. Right. But... I think I think that all goes to the person that like like I said I could leave here, have a car accident, and you're gonna say you know Larry was a good guy or yeah. whatever I hope. Oh, oh for sure. And uh, I I know the people around me know that, mm-hmm. and I have very good friends that that know. Hey Larry, if Larry tells you to be there, he's gonna fucking be there because mm-hmm. his word means something. Yeah. How much is it? Would you ever get into business with a dude who ratted? Fuck no. How do you trust them? Yeah. If anything trust goes wrong. Trust is everything. Trust is everything. If anything goes wrong. Oh, yeah. he was going to fucking steal the money anyway. He's in a, he's the one who did the tax fucking thing. He, how do you trust somebody? Mm. Now, listen. Again, I used to hate them, but I don't give a fuck about them anymore. I just do your thing. Yeah. Someone asked me, are you going to interview Sammy Gravano, right? Asked you to do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I got a million. He's got 150000 But he's he's up and coming. He was a big mob. You heard who he is. Oh, for uh, sure. Course. I said, no. And, and they, uh, you know Michael Francis? Mm-mm, who's that? You should get him on your show. He's got 300. Good good show. Really? And he's legit. He didn't rat. He, he took a plea, like we all did. Uh-huh. But nobody went to jail in his case. Okay. That's all I can say. Okay. And it, you got into him. He's a great guy. Okay. He's a good guy. 
anyway, so and, and Michael and I talked about that because we're both in the mob, right? You know, right. we were both with the mob, and we same era. Now, I was ten years after him. He was born in fifty uh, one. I was born sixty one. Okay, but I knew of him. He he was the richest mobs ever. He robbed two hundred million a month, a month, fifty million a week. Had the biggest gas scam in the world. What but kind of scam? They were stealing gas taxes. What? Go look it up. Just put gas scam. Holy put shit. Put Michael Francis gas scam. Just mob gas scam. Okay. Or Michael Francis mobs gas. Whatever you want to do. Anyway, uh, so, and we talked about that. He even, so he, I said, you know, Michael, it's, it, I know every excuse they make for why they ran yeah. it. Everybody makes it. He was going to tell on me first. Oh, he was going to kill me. Whatever. Oh, they were scumbags anyway. Everybody was doing it. And, and that's their way of justifying whatever they did. Mm -hmm. And however they, and they do that to live because they never took, they took the oath to never fucking Omerta to never do that. So they took this great oath, lived by it, killed for it. Yeah. But then when it came down to, they couldn't face it. Yeah. That's what I looked. They couldn't face that devil. Right. Now, I could have did that. I just didn't. And, and, and again, it has nothing to do with them. Something to do with me, the way I was right. raised by you. my dad, mm -hmm. you know. Don't tattletale. You know, when you were a kid, mm -hmm. don't tattletale. You know, that it was just the way I was. Mm -hmm. And and I do believe everybody has to make that decision for themselves. Now, I'll do research everybody I work with. And anybody I'd fucking did that, I just don't work with them. Right. I'm not going to kill them. I don't give a fuck what right. they do. I mean, go go live your own life. I live a good life. Right. I'm very happy. I have a very happy life. Like I said, Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever I want to do. Uh, I just I just think it's, it, everybody has to that face their own things. And, I, and what happens to me, I think, Dan, is people are making justifications for everything they want. And I, I don't know. Your word, I believe a person's word is all we have. Mm -hmm. All we have, money comes and goes. I'm telling you, whether you struggle now or yeah. you don't, yeah. money comes and goes. I know. A millionaire, broke, millionaire, broke, comes and goes. And I mean broke where you fucking every, can't fucking afford anything. I mean credit cards, everything's done. Right. Then you make it. You think good. And things great. Then it goes. Comes and goes. But my word has never went. People who know me will do business with me because of my word. People who understand me know that he's going to tell you the fucking truth. He don't give a fuck. You know, I'm very honest about that. You know, mm -hmm. who I am or whatever I am. I it's mean, I'm, pri I'm private to a degree, you know, because I'm a yeah. public figure, if you want to call it it's that. It's the foundation so, of who you are. It's extremely yeah. important, man. Yeah, and when you lose that, then what are you laying your hat on? Right, exactly. What are you What are you going to say then? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, like you said, <laughs> I ratted. But he was going to rat on me, everybody. And, he, and he's right about all that. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's not right. I know who he is very much so. Yeah. I just, he did what he did. I wouldn't deal with him. I wouldn't do business with him and make it, right. you know, for what? Right. You know why? Because something goes wrong. There ain't nobody got your back. So why do you want to live like that? Yeah. Do you want, I don't want to live like that. Yeah. I, I mean, you're going to suffer to an extent, depending on where your moral compass is, you, you have to live with yourself at the end of the day. You got to look in the mirror. You got to tuck yourself in at night. And uh, yeah, yeah. And you got to also, like, you got to, like, uh, every decision you make then is going to be, 
is it right? What's he going to do? How's he going to do it? You know, oh, man, we shouldn't do it's this. It's almost the same thing as a lie, right? If, if you're a liar, you're always having to navigate your way through other lies and not yep. get caught. You know, people ask me all the time about my uh, going on shows, and you can go back and look hear shows for 10, 12 years. Do I prepare? Do I, fuck no. I don't lie. Right. Ask me any, what I tell you. Did I ask you that? You can ask me anything the fuck you yep. want. Anything. Because it doesn't matter to me because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and have to worry about a lie. Right. Or lie. You fucking look at him up a zillion times. I don't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> and that's I, awesome, that, that Well, that's what makes my life easier. Right. Of course. You know, and people who can't, he's worried, oh, did I tell on that guy? Or did we kill that guy and I tell <sighs> the feds this or not? You know, that's yep. that's not the way I want to live. Right. And, and, and people, again, I, I, I respect you guys for your age and coming up and getting experience and doing it right. If there's any advice I give anybody is this, just be, listen, you don't have to be true to the public. And you all know what I mean as a public figure, because you are, you know, obviously as an influencer. Mm-hmm. But be, be true to you. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. I don't give a fuck what the public knows about you. But when you look in the mirror, right. be you. Right. To yourself. Yep. Obviously, you don't have to fucking tell you everything because the headaches of it and society Mm -hmm. and business or whatever. That's one way. But as long as you know who you are. Oh, yeah. And and then you're going to live a great life. And I think everyone should know. 100%. And I think that's important. Well, thank you for coming on and, t- and telling this, man. You, this has been a fucking amazing conversation. I, I'm going to say straight up, I didn't expect this to be such a fucking amazing conversation. Why? I don't know. I, you're a fucking amazing guy, man. You're so fun to talk to. So easy to talk to. I appreciate it, man. You see that, Ryan? He thought it was going to be a shitty interview. I didn't say shitty. I knew you were going to be. <laughs> I knew you were going to be interesting just because of your story. But I didn't think we'd be able to have such a great conversation. I, I try to be just who I am. That's awesome, man. Super. I enjoyed coming here. You got to come on my show. I will absolutely. absolutely. Man. Tell tell the listeners where they can find your stuff if they don't already know, which I'm sure they do. But in case they don't, tell them where they can find you. Sure, Larry Lawton. Just go to Larry Lawton YouTube, YouTube Larry Lawton, or Reality Check Program, obviously. But you'll find all links and all of our videos, all that kind of stuff. Just go to Larry Lawton and go on YouTube, Larry. Just Google Larry Lawton. That's all you really got to do. Perfect, man. Thanks again, Larry. Thank you for having me. Goodbye, world. Day. Take care.